Good afternoon. Welcome to the Defender Football pregame show on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Thanks for joining me today as we welcome you to the KDCR Airwaves for what's the 10th game of the 2019 Dort University football season and the penultimate game of the regular season. The defenders were able to put together consecutive defensive shutouts three and two weeks ago, and last week, well, the offensive side of the ball took the headlines. So, like in previous weeks, we have some numbers, some stats to unpack before we really dive into who Dort's opponent is today. That opponent, if you're unaware, is the 5-4 and four Briarcliff University Chargers. And as we look ahead to today's game at Open Space Park here in Sioux Center, let's take a look at some of those numbers surrounding this 6-3 and three Defender football program and the Briarcliff University Chargers. Like the previous two weeks, the first number we have to look at today is 3, and it pertains once again to how many votes Dort University is receiving in the 2019 NAI Football Coaches Top 25 poll. And it's actually the same number of votes as last week, although Dort moved back one spot in the overall rundown to number 28. And if we're being honest, I mean, these polls, they're formulated mostly by people just looking at records and not a whole lot else. So while Dort is definitely playing like a Top 25 team right now, it's probably going to take another win, maybe even two, to get back into that top 25. And as we've discussed a couple times already, the whole reason Dort's receiving votes and is not ranked is because of its three losses against three teams that bring us to our next number, 23-0. Dort's three losses this season coming to three teams who are combined 23-0. You have number one Morningside and number five Northwestern who are combined 8-0. And number 10 Kaiser is 7-0. Now, Waldorf did drop out of the rankings. That actually hurts Dort a little bit as well. So Dort is 0-3 against teams currently ranked in the top 25, although those three teams are in the top 10. So that's kind of the context surrounding where Dort is through nine games this season. But I will say, what about the context immediately surrounding Dort? Dort topped tasting 70-28 last week, and the offense put up quite the numbers in the process. So we're going to make a slight adjustment here. Rather than one number here, we'll run through a bunch of numbers and we'll kind of label this our records number. These numbers, by the way, come courtesy of Dort University Sports Information Director Mike Biker. And by the way, it is thank your SID week. So if you get a chance, make sure you show Mike Biker a little love. Anyway, Dort's 70-28 win against Hastings last weekend. In that game, the Dort offense set program records for... Single-game scoring was 70 points. The previous record was 63. Single-game touchdown scored with 10. The previous record was 9. Single-game record for rushing yards with 598. The previous record was 563, which Dort actually set earlier this season in a win against Dakota Wesleyan. And a single-game record for total offensive yards was 733. The previous record, 697, was set twice against Dakota Wesleyan. So yeah, I mean, last Saturday was a pretty prolific day for the Dort offense. I mean, just ask Dort offensive coordinator Aaron Mingo. That's the first time I've ever been a part of scoring 70 points as a player or as a coach. And I asked Coach Penner after the game if he's ever been part of a game where 70 points was scored, and he said he had not either. And so that's a rare thing to happen. Obviously, you've got to be clicking pretty well. 
when you have a quarterback that's as dynamic as what we have with Noah Clayburgh and a, and a kid that is just an ultra competitor, things can really go, and they can go well for you. I thought our guys up front really set the tone early and often. Running backs did a fantastic job. Uh, Michael Sonnerman's been coming in as of late and is a tremendous freshman running back that's got a bright future. Carter Skibout, I believe, hit over 100 yards for the second week in a row, and uh, he's just been huge force this year. And then, you know, Levi Sconehoven, he never gets tackled by the first guy, is always dragging defenders. And, and then when he's not carrying the ball, He's typically at the point of attack, blocking and, and really springing something else for somebody and did a tremendous job. And then, you know, Levi Jungling had some big plays on Saturday. You know, when you can do both the run and pass well, I think you're very difficult to defend. All right, so we've taken a look at the numbers surrounding Dort's season. We've taken a look at the numbers surrounding Dort's offensive output from last week, which means our final number then has to look at something that could lend context to today's matchup. And for that, we go back to the number three. Dort is riding a three-game winning streak over the Briarcliff Chargers heading into today's matchup, and like Hastings, this Dort coaching staff has never lost to Briarcliff. In 2016, Dort won 38-10. In 2017, Dort won 58-37. And in 2018, Dort won a thrilling 36-30 overtime game. And each game has gotten closer and closer, and that trend could continue today. But before we take a look at Briarcliff... We also have our Dort Football Senior interview today on the Defender Football pregame show. I had the chance to speak with the senior wideout Levi Neeson yesterday, so we'll hear from him as his Dort football career starts to wind down just a few games left to go this season. And lastly, we can't forget about our halftime program, our Dort Athletic Alumni segment, Where Are They Now?, made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hall-A Grinnell Mutual member. Today, we'll be joined by a former Dort football tailback and a 2016 graduate of Dort. Our featured guest today on Where Are They Now is Logan Vandevecht. We're grateful to have you with us here today and to get you set for another Saturday of Dort University football on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. It's a full slate of GPAC games today, all 10 teams in action for 1 o'clock kickoffs this afternoon. Dort is coming off another one of its better performances of the season and one of the most productive offensive outputs ever for a Dort defender team. So, let's briefly talk about that 70-28 win over Hastings College. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, I can't bring you your KDCR call of the game from last week, but... Just imagine Mike Biker saying touchdown 10 times, and that was the game in a nutshell. As I mentioned earlier, it was a prolific showing for the defenders offensively. A new single-game program record for points, touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, and total yards. And for a Dort offense to do something like that, it was special. Just ask Dort head football coach Joel Penner. Just being a football guy, I, I've tried to think about the styles of offenses that score 70 points. Usually it's your air raids, your spreads, the teams that are almost every play, the, the clock stops, you know. But if you look at what we're doing, what's exceptional or what's incredible is is that we're scoring 70 points. and It's a continuous clock in many ways because we run the ball so well. Defensively, Dort had a few more breaks, a few letdowns and chunk plays. But the scoreless quarter streak did make it through the first 15 minutes. It ultimately ended in the second quarter on a 27-yard touchdown pass to Stenhouse. And thus, the Dort defense ended its streak 
at nine consecutive scoreless quarters. Dort's last three games have been historic from a program perspective. A 61-0 win at Doan, a 35-0 win versus Concordia, and a 70-28 win at Hastings. And Dort looks to continue that hot stretch today against a defensively stout team in Briarcliff. But before we get to that, before we get to the Chargers and what you should watch for or listen for today, it's time for our Dort Football Senior Interview here on the Defender Football Pre-Game Show. I had a chance, as I mentioned earlier, to speak with senior wideout Levi Neeson yesterday, and you'll get to hear from him too as his Dort football career begins to wind down just two games left in the season. I'm Christian Zylstra here on the Defender Football Pre-Game Show, and joining us for our Dort Football Senior Interview is a wide receiver for the Dort University football program from Waynesville, Illinois. Joining us today is wide receiver Levi Neeson. You came to Dort. You were from Waynesville, Illinois. So how did you hear about Dort University and what kind of stood out to you about Dort and about the Defender football program and the recruiting process to the point where you ultimately felt comfortable committing to the program and to the school? Well, I came to Dort because of the recruiting process and just learning about how the balance between football and life. And originally I'd heard about Dort because my older brother came here and so that kind of made me not want to come here actually. But then throughout the process and just seeing the balance between football and then your education and hearing how the coaches wanted you to receive your education, but also then learning about the Christian aspect of the program and learning how we can play God-honoring football while playing a sport that many people often don't really think is a way of honoring God, but being able to do that through playing the sport and then also receiving a quality education that I didn't feel like I was going to get elsewhere. Because a lot of places I visit didn't really combine their athletic programs as well with their academics and so I'm in engineering and then I just didn't find that balance between athletics and academics elsewhere that I could find here. I know fall camp was a long time ago but when you think back to kind of fall camp and to entering your senior season did it feel any different for you compared to some of the previous years? I'd say the biggest difference is the physical and mental aspect. So when you come in as a freshman, you have a little more energy, but the mental game is a lot harder for you. And just because you don't know the playbook, you have to learn a new system, you have to get to know all the coaches and your new teammates and everything. So that's just kind of tough on you as a freshman. But as a senior, you're kind of entrenched in the program. You know how things go. And so really it's more of just like the physical aspect where it just kind of drains on your body. You're older. Things just are harder. You get sore easier. So really it's just the physical aspect for me. For people who maybe don't know you, how would you describe yourself? Do you have a similar personality on and off the field? How would you describe yourself as a person and and kind of an everyday guy? Honestly, I'd say that I'm pretty similar on the field and off the field. I want to bring the best effort I can, whether I'm in the football field or in the classroom. So I'd say that I'm pretty similar. I mean, obviously, that's going to show itself in different ways. You can be a little more excited and aggressive on the football field. But I like to think that my personality doesn't really change depending on where I am. We're nearing the end of the season, just a couple games left here in the regular season. What's the vibe like for you and for the team right now as you guys are hitting the home stretch? Honestly, we're just having a lot of fun right now. We're growing as a team. You can see improvement from even the beginning of the year to now. So we're just continuing to push locomotive up and continue to see where we can go. And we're just wanting to have fun and get better and just go out there every time and become the best football team that we can. I know during the season, you probably don't get a ton of time for reflection, but when you think back to not only this year, but your time 
in the Dort football program and the sport of football in general and this coaching staff. What has this program and these coaches meant to you over the past four years? So I've learned a lot these past four years and definitely grown as a man and as a leader in Christ. And the football program has meant a lot to that as they've, I've learned a lot about how I can play this sport and also honor God while doing it. And I didn't really have that perspective in high school. In high school, you're, you're kind of the guy. But then when you come to college, everyone's a lot better and you don't really have that same feeling anymore. So you just have to learn to be part of something that's bigger than yourself and be part of a team and realize that you're not the most important anymore. So that's really helped me in my personal growth, just understand that I can be part of something that's bigger than myself and still make the team better even when I may not be playing as much or maybe it seems like my role is smaller. So that just gaining that perspective in life, I think that'll really help me moving forward. Well, Levi, awesome to hear. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. No problem. That was Dort University senior wide receiver Levi Neeson, and that was your Dort football senior interview right here on the Defender Football pregame show on KDCR. One last thanks to Levi Neeson for his time and for his thoughtful answers. During what's a busy final stretch, we wish him and the rest of the seniors nothing but the best moving forward. Anyway, I think it's time we finally dive into who Dort's opponent is here today. The penultimate game of the regular season, the Briarcliff University Chargers. The Briarcliff Chargers hail from Sioux City, Iowa, about an hour's worth drive south-southwest from campus to campus. And coming into today, Briarcliff is 5-4 and four overall, 4-3 four and three in conference play. Those wins, Dakota State, Dakota Wesleyan, Doan, Midland, and Hastings. The losses, Waldorf, Concordia, Morningside, and Northwestern came last week. The Chargers are led by Dennis Wagner in his third season as the program's head coach, and he's part of a program that had a lot of staff turnover heading into this year, added a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, a new wide receivers coach, a new running backs coach, and a new student assistant. And for the Chargers, I mean, that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, especially, especially when you look at what their defense has been able to do in 2019. Normally, when looking at one of Dort's opponents, we'd start by glancing at the offense. But really, when it comes to Briarcliff, <laughs> if you don't start with the defense, I mean, no offense, but you might be a little crazy. Briarcliff's defense has allowed only 17 touchdowns in nine games this year. Opponents are averaging just 264 yards of total offense per game, and they've only been able to sneak across 16.3 points per game. That's good for the number 9 ranked total defense, the number 15 ranked scoring defense in all of NAIA. And according to Briarcliff head coach Dennis Wagner, it's been possible thanks to the depth that they've been able to build on that side of the ball. You know, our depth there is very good, and we have some talented players there. We do have, you know, seven starters or at least seven guys that play a ton that are that are seniors. So, you know, those guys have been just a stronghold for us. And like I said, our depth, you know, we're fairly too deep across the board, maybe a little thin in the secondary, but for the most part we're too deep and feel good about getting guys a breather when they need one. On the defensive line, there's plenty of size, plenty of talent, but you can't mention Briarcliff's defensive line, or really, frankly, their defense at all, without highlighting Robert Robinson first. Robinson plays defensive end. He has the body of a defensive end, but he also has the athleticism of a linebacker. 73 total tackles, 19 tackles for loss, 
and nine sacks, all of which lead the Chargers. And it's an interception on the year. He's the motor of this defense. He's been the GPAC Defensive Player of the Week, and Dort's coaching staff told me they'll be aware of where he is on every down. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, you'll completely change your offense, but with a playmaker on defense like that in Robinson, awareness is key. Marcus Tappan plays at the other defensive end spot, while Montique Edwards and Ricardo Torres are slotted to start at the two tackle positions. At linebacker, it's Peyton Bailey and Robbie Huddleston. Those two guys start at the linebacker positions. They rank second and fourth, respectively, in team tackles. And Briarcliff's a very multiple defense. They're one of the rare teams that starts in a base 4-2-5 formation, and that front six is what gives teams a lot of fits. Last week isn't a perfect example, but Briarcliff handled Northwestern's running game well last week. But if there's an area where the Chargers are thinner or where they don't quite have the depth they do up front, it is in the secondary. In the secondary, Alexander Johnson, he's listed as the starter at nickel. Mike Green lines up at the corner position opposite Dante Shipman, and Javon Woods and Zadikia Webster play the safety position. Webster is the lone starting freshman on a senior-laden defensive roster. And Javon Woods will be suspended for the first half of today's game due to two unsportsmanlike penalties, so Cameron Davenport's listed as the safety to get the nod in his place. By the way, 11 of Briarcliff's 13 interceptions in 2019 have come from the secondary. When we move over to the Briarcliff offense, like a number of teams Dorth played lately, it's the offensive side of the ball that typically has left the most to be desired. Briarcliff averages just 272 total yards of offense per game, 18.9 points per game, and aside from a few young tailbacks, there hasn't been a lot to write home about on the offensive side of the ball. But the Chargers do have some legitimate excuses, and I know excuses don't change anything, but they definitely change perception. At the quarterback position, five different guys have attempted a pass for Briarcliff this season, and that's not including Brad Cagle, who was one of the preseason favorites to win the job before being dismissed from the team this summer. You know, DeAndre is our fifth quarterback, and that's who we're down to. He's a young guy that hasn't got a lot of experience, so he's trying to to work himself into that that unit as you know the new leader of the group. And you know, we just have to be able to, to be able to run the football, and take some pressure off of him. Jonathan Santos has seen the most play and the most success at quarterback this season, followed by Preston Mulligan. But Briarcliff has faced a lot of injuries at the quarterback position. The guy with the third most pass attempts, that's the man listed as the starter at quarterback for the Briarcliff Chargers today, DeAndre Collins-Jones. Collins-Jones has attempted just nine passes this season. Two of those were intercepted last week. Defensive back Nate Villalobos is listed as the backup for Briarcliff today. So honestly, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell what you'll see out of the quarterback position this afternoon. Freshman R.J. Harris is also listed as a quarterback on the roster. He's not in the two deep and mobility wise Collins Jones is a little more mobile than some of the previous Charger quarterbacks this season and as defensive coordinator Lynn Nutt told me earlier he doesn't have a dynamic arm on its own but he moves around well enough that it can make his arm more dynamic. Coach Wagner alluded to it a little bit but if Briarcliff is going to ride a position on offense today it might just be the tailback. 
Greg Henry and Jordan Williams both averaged 65-plus rushing yards per game, and they've both ripped off 50-plus yard runs this season. Now, Henry, he's the starter. He has nearly twice as many carries as Williams, but Williams has the better average, 6.8 yards per carry. And Hastings had some success running the ball last week with Simonson, so I know that's something Briar Cliff will want to replicate today. Coach Wagner said they need to be able to do that, and so keep an eye on Henry and Williams out of the backfield. Plus, those guys have caught a couple passes out of the backfield this season, so that another wrinkle that could play a little bit of a role today. At the wideout positions, Briarcliff, it's a little unpredictable here as well. Five different players average between 25-plus receiving yards per game and 49 receiving yards per game. So Briarcliff really spreads the ball out. There's not one receiver who you look at and say, if you stop him, you've stopped the Briarcliff passing attack. Rashad Brown is the starting H-back. Kobe Johnson and Jalen Cook will also start at wide receiver. Spencer Vogel and Tyler Levy are the backup wide receivers. Cameron Davenport, who's listed as a safety on the roster, he actually leads Briarcliff 311 receiving yards in 2019. And Augustin Gutierrez starts at tight end. He has zero receptions this year. On the offensive line, youth on the left side, experience on the right side. On the left side, that youth sophomore Corey Woodruff starts at left tackle. Freshman Matt Heyer starts at left guard. And the more experienced side, junior Andres Rosales is the starting center. And two seniors are on the right side. Right guard Miles Landingham and right tackle Amari Beal. So what are the takeaways? What can we take away for Briarcliff on offense? What do we watch today? You have a lot of different guys who might make a lot of different plays in a lot of different positions. And the Dork coaching staff, I mean, they totally weren't sure what they'd see either. They know the tailbacks will play a role. They're going to keep an eye on the tailbacks. But even with all the film and communication, the Dork coaching staff didn't know exactly who they'd see at quarterback for Briarcliff which means that first quarter is going to be a feeling out process, really adjusting and seeing how teams want to attack and to approach the game today. Now, we mustn't forget the Briarcliff special teams because the defensive monster Robert Robinson, he's the punter too, averages nearly 35 yards per boot. Jose Pena is listed as the kicker today, but Nick Manthana and Taylor Harden have handled those responsibilities earlier this year, combining four for eight on-field goal attempts. Now, before we take a look at Dort's keys to the game, we should look at Briar Cliff's keys to the games. And I'll share with you what Coach Wagner told me he needs from Briar Cliff today if they're going to end a three-game skid versus the defenders. You can't turn the ball over on offense. You can't give that offense an opportunity to hang on to it or score any more than they already do. You know, they do such a great job with their philosophy of four downs to get a first down. Then they've got the surprise. You know, they're going to throw it 10 to maybe 15 times a game. And if they do, you got to make sure they don't get behind you. you got to be very disciplined with your eyes. So I think it's important that offense, we let our defense play. We can't make turnovers. and we got to find ways to score. I think my favorite thing Coach Wagner said in there is really what Briarcliff's offense has kind of been about this season you just got to let the defense play. In other words, Briarcliff's offense just needs to make sure it doesn't do anything to cost the Chargers the game because like a lot of their games this season, the defense will keep them in it and sometimes that defense will even win it. 
Before today's game kicks off, let's take a look, too, at what the Dort coaching staff thinks are the keys to the game for the defenders today. If you ask Coach Penner, it usually starts with playing Dort's brand of football. Our brand of football, we've got to continue to play like we have on offense. I have belief that we are going to need to connect on some some throws that will be big plays. We, we really have to do that because we're playing a defense that's really tough. On the other side of the ball, defensively, we've got to we got to get back to that shutout mentality. We've got to get back to assignment sound football, no misfits, and um, I, I think physicality in this kind of a game is going to be essential for us and and for them. Coach Penner, a lot of good points there. Offensive coordinator Aaron Mingo had a lot of good points as well. He wants to keep pushing the pace and the tempo on offense, a ludicrous pace. So we want to move to ludicrous speed. Um, we talked about that earlier in the week. You know, we want to go from being a fast uh, offense to hit that light speed, and we're gonna we're gonna bust the ceiling on that, and we're gonna move to ludicrous speed is is the goal for this Saturday. Um, we've got to take care of the football. Uh, you mentioned earlier the three turnovers we had last week, and that's unacceptable. And uh, you're not gonna win a lot of games in this conference if you turn the ball over three times. You know, and then we got to find ways to make some big plays. If if you're gonna play man coverage versus versus us. We've got to win some of the one of those some of those one on one matchups, and uh, if we do those things, I think uh, it'll be a good day for defender football. And lastly, when you talk to defensive coordinator Lynn Nutt, it's some of the same things he's talked about the past couple weeks. Even when they were getting shutouts, if they were achieving six of their seven or five of their seven do your job grades, this was the one he kept harping on. It's chunk plays. Th- this won't be a game like last week where if we give up twenty eight points, we still win. It won't be that. I have a billion percent confidence in our offense, and they're freaks, and Mingo is, I tell everybody, he's an evil genius, and um, all those things, but I will never speak for them, and so we just talk about this This needs to be a game where we don't have chunk plays, and we don't lose a deep ball, um, let alone two, and this has to be a game where we we are aiming for being the dominating force, and, and we know our offense will take care of what they're supposed to, and they got dynamic athletes too, and so I'm, I'm not worried. I mean, their their defense is unbelievable but they're only averaging around 60 plays. Our offense is averaging around 90. So the way that our offense will go tempo at times to disrupt what they have going for them will be um, another deciding factor for, for the game Saturday. So there you have it. That's where we stand. That's where we're at. Heading into today's GPAC showdown between the 6-3 and three Dort University defenders who are receiving votes in the national poll and the 5-4 Briarcliff University Chargers. The winner of this game today ties a program record for the most wins in a single season. And last year, both teams were playing with a chance to set that record. So, some interesting timing between Dort and Briarcliff, and we're seeing a little bit of that again here today. You've been listening to the Defender Football pregame show on KDCR 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Don't forget to stick around at halftime. Catch this week's edition of Where Are They Now with former door tailback Loken Vandevecht. Kickoff is right around the corner here on a Saturday afternoon in Sioux Center, Iowa. So that'll do it for me. And with that, let's go across the street from the KDCR studio to Open Space Park and catch up with Mike Biker for today's kickoff.
Thank you very much, Christian Zylstra. As we get into football action today, the Dort Defenders taking on the Briarcliff Chargers. Great Plains Athletic Conference action. And for the Defenders, looking to make it four wins in a row, while the Briarcliff Chargers, a team that is trying to get back on track. It's been an up-and-down year for the Chargers, uh, the school from Sioux City. Five and four this season, four and three in the conference. Dort six and three overall, five and two in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. And I'm joined once again by... Kyle Akterhoff, and uh, Kyle, uh, this is the point of the year where uh, these last two weeks you're, you're hitting the end of the year. You've got to maintain your energy, and those last two uh, two weeks can really be the difference between an average to above average season or an outstanding season. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you always want to finish the season strong for a variety of reasons. You know, I guess, you know, with this Dort Defender team, you can say – maybe an outside shot at the playoffs they need a lot of help in that area and and we've had that discussion before but um ultimately you just want to finish strong um you have that great feeling going into your postseason Uh, you want to send your seniors off right all those things uh, are factors in how you finish the season. Try to finish the year well, get a couple of wins. You take those few weeks off at the end of the semester, and then you come back in January and February. And uh, I've noticed the last two and three years with the teams finishing well or better, that has changed the complete outlook of the off-season training. Come spring, everyone's really looking forward to that next part of the calendar well yeah it just it it feeds the guys you know they're they're hungry to get back after it they want to get get back to work you know and and a lot of times it's you almost have to keep them out of the weight room you have to keep them out of you know getting together and doing stuff in the off season until you come back after christmas break because yeah you get that you just have that energy and going into the off season Briarcliff will be kicking off. Dort will be receiving. Dort will be moving from left to right or from north to south. And a short kick by Briarcliff towards the sideline. And it's taken by Chase Copemans. Copemans, the return man to the 35 to the 40-yard line. And Chase Copemans, the Ireton, Iowa native from West Sioux. And uh, him handling the football, while he hasn't done much of it this year, he was a key receiver for the West Sioux Falcons the last couple of seasons. He is no stranger to handling the football, and that's a good way to start for the defenders. Yeah, you always want to have good, good athletic upbacks, guys that can field the ball. Um, you know, probably Coach Penner was going to tell him, "Hey, catch it in the air," but because you never know what something on the ground is going to do. But he he made the play and and got something positive out of it. Now this is where the challenge is really going to be. Can Dort establish their running game against a very fast and aggressive Briarcliff University team? Dort goes to the option pitch that time. A loss of two on the play on the pitch over to Skibout and the defenders with Noah Clayberg calling signals. Fake the handoff. They pitch it over to Skibot again, and Skibot this time gets the two yards back that he lost earlier, gains another two yards or so. That time fake to the fullback on the dive, and they were able to get to the edge. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be surprised if you didn't see Dort do a little uh, misdirection at some point. Right now they're just going up-tempo trying to keep Briarcliff off balance. Third down and seven, Clayberg throw to the sideline, complete to jungling and jungling. Nice job of finding the first down marker, went two yards beyond and is pushed out of bounds by Patrick Gassant, and that's a first down for the defenders in Briarcliff territory. Yeah, and a really good ball by Clayberg. Get it out quick. Uh, he Very decisive in his throw and got it out uh, to jungling. 
Back to pass is Clayberg, and Clayberg's going to be caught behind the line of scrimmage. A loss of a couple on the play. Pressure applied by the down lineman, and then Peyton Bailey comes in to finish him off. So a loss of four on the play. It's going to be second down and 14. Yeah, and this Briarcliff defensive defensive front, not real big, but very athletic, good quickness. Uh, they're going to cause some troubles for this Dort offensive line. Handoff goes to Skibout. Skibout working his way forward, maybe picks up two yards on the play. It's going to be third down and long. And this Briarcliff team really hanging its hat on their on their defense because offensively they have been so challenged with injuries and other uh, other things, and they just really have to generate almost everything with their defense. Clayberg, football near midfield. Dort facing third down and twelve. 13 minutes remaining in the first quarter. It's 0-0. Barcliff in their home and their white jerseys, gold numbers trimmed out in blue, while the defenders in their black tops, black pants, and yellow numbers. Clayberg fakes the handoff. He's going to pitch it left side over to Skibot. Skibot might have some room to run. He's got a first down, maybe. Now they're going to mark him just shy of the first down. It's going to be fourth down and one. I thought his slide was going to get him the first down marker, but it did not. He's down to the 39-yard line, needs the 38 for a first down. Yeah, that's one of those challenges. You, you wish you had a guy up in the in the stands, up in the boxes for the officials uh, helping out with a spot. You see it quite a bit on Sundays in major college football now. Uh, but that official is trailing the play probably wasn't the greatest spot in the world fourth down and one Dort with it at the 39 yard line need one yard they fake the handoff this is Clayberg and there's pressure and no gain on the play and Briarcliff forces the turnover on downs and fourth and short those short yardage situations today not a given by any stretch absolutely you know and you know smaller quick defenses that are slanting and and shooting gaps and trying to cause havoc those are the those are the defense that uh, teams struggle with in short yardage situations. First and ten for the Chargers at their own 40-yard line. We will trust that the two-deep is accurate. That will be DeAndre Collins-Jones at quarterback. So DeAndre Collins-Jones hands it off, and there's nothing there. And shooting the gap for the defenders, that's Jessup Leakey. And Leakey has gotten better and better as the year has gone along. That's a loss of two on the play. It'll be second down and 12. Ball carrier that time. I think that's number 19 and not listed. So we will go second down and 12. This was going to be a challenge, we were afraid. That's Stanton Lee, if that is indeed number 19. Collins-Jones pitches it over to Lee. Lee forced out of bounds, and we have a flag on the play. Gain of maybe three on the play, but uh, this one could be a hold. I don't know if you saw what the uh, flag was downfield, Kyle. Yeah, and it's tough for wide receivers out in the open field uh, to not get their hands too wide, not get a hold of jersey, but uh, the Briarcliff wide receiver, I think it's uh, number 14, uh, I think he's going to be guilty of a hold there. Holding, number 83, Yeah, that's Kobe Johnson. Kobe Johnson caught for holding. And it'll be second down and long now for the Chargers. It was a four-yard gain. And they're going to decline the penalty, take the play, and force third down now and eight. So they'll have to use and the line of scrimmage is the Briarcliff 42-yard line. So decline the penalty. I guess if you're a Dort, yeah. you're, you, 
don't want to give the offense one more play. So it's going to be third down and eight. Collins Jones is the quarterback. He's in the pistol. Dort with just a couple of down linemen. Creeping a linebacker up to the left edge. Collins Jones swing pass out into the flat. And Bosma misses on the tackle, but Jalen Placide is there to knock the runner out of bounds. And it's fourth down. And Briar Cliff will be forced to punt. Robert Robinson will come on to do the punting for the Chargers. Yeah, and I think the determination there on that uh, holding penalty was just the struggles that Briar Cliff has had offensively. So, yeah, just take a play away from them, force them to gain, gain eight yards on third down, and they were unable to do so. And it's going to be Stanton Lee actually punting, not Robert Robinson. It's down in the grass, gets it away. This one's going to die around midfield. I don't know if the Dort players saw where it was, but that snap down in the grass. And uh, punter, boy, you're in a tough situation there. You can't go down to a knee to field it because you can be ruled down. He gets it away, but not much positive yardage there. Maybe a net of 15 yards or so, and the defenders get it back first down and 10. Yeah, you just... uh... You see a little bit of panic in the punter's eyes in those situations, and uh, you know, hopefully now uh, Dort's punt, punt uh, return team will get after it a little bit more and probably bring some pressure. Clayberg hands it off, Skibout, Skibout weaving his way forward, and he picks up four yards on the play. It's going to be second down and six. Second and six for the defenders after the handoff to Skibout. Our cliff moving there. Defensive lineman around a lot. Clayberg pitches it over to Skibot. Skibot trying to get to the edge and closing fast. That was, uh, I believe, that's Davenport and Cameron Davenport, number one, lining up as a safety. He came up on run support. Very aggressive on the run support that time. Yeah, and as we, you know, I think on every one of the perimeter plays, um, the safeties have been very involved. So it, maybe we we will see. Uh, some shots downfield out of play action passes because uh, they're leaving the middle, middle of the field wide open. Third down and five. Handoff, Sconehoven. Sconehoven, positive yardage, but picks up maybe four yards on the play. It's going to be fourth down and one with football at the Briarcliff 46-yard line. Decision time for the defenders, and it looks like they're leaving the offense on the field. Yeah, could this be a situation where you, you try to draw – this Briarcliff uh, defense offsides, the uh, quick kick it. You know, there's there's a lot of different options you can do right here. Caleb Sharp comes in, Sador, a little heavier lineup. Send a man in motion, that's Jungling. Fake the handoff to Jungling. Jungling, Clayberg. Clayberg keeps it himself, and Clayberg picks up a couple of yards. And it certainly appears to me for the first six minutes, everything at the line of scrimmage is going to be hard work today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in that situation, they just uh, used the beef up front, got some good uh, push in the offensive line, and Clayberg was able to just get sit in there behind and pick up the first down. Mitchell Van Riggen Mortar is your center. They Clayberg rolling right, gets a block from Sconehoven. Clayberg throws down the field. Coming back to meet the ball was Jungling. Jungling at the 24-yard line. I don't know if that was designed or simply jungling, bailing out his teammate, but he turned and made a fantastic catch with Patrick Gasson uh, going by as jungling comes to a screeching halt. Yeah, one of those, what do they call it, back shoulder fades, right? Uh, whether that was on purpose or not, uh, Clayberg had a little pressure and probably didn't get as much on it as 
he had hoped, but it worked out really well. Dort forces Briarcliff to use a timeout. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Back with more from Sioux Center right after this. Noah Clayberg on the carry, picks up three on the play, down to the 21, but we have a flag resting at the 24-yard line, and they're indicating this is against Briar Cliff. Yeah, I think a defensive lineman just lined up offsides. Worse yet, a corner. Out of a timeout. <laughs> a corner. You wonder why coaches don't last long. When, those yeah. kind of, when you have a cornerback or a wide receiver lining off, out of a timeout. Oh, that's, that's frustrating. The... Uh, <laughs> You wonder why you see coaches not last long or with gray hair. The defenders with a football, first down and five, so wipe off the play. This is Clayberg. Clayberg out of one tackle, spins away from another tackler, and is stopped just shy of the first down. It's going to be second down and short, and this is an advantageous down and distant for the offense. Yeah, a lot of different stuff you can do here. You can go up top, take a shot at the end zone, Really, your entire playbook is wide open. Looks like Briarcliff showing a little bit of a corner blitz, maybe. Yeah, and that. Or was uh, he bluffing? Uh, a lot of things going on here. Hubelhorst will line up in the slot. Clayberg hands it off. Skeeb out, skeeb out. No gain on the play. It's going to be third down and a couple. Actually, loss of a yard on the play for skeeb out. That sets up third down. And three. No win today, so that should be good for a kicker. Obviously, last week down in Hastings, not a great day to be kicking field goals. Point after is weren't a problem. Noah Clayberg looking to the sideline. Dort with it at the Briarcliff, 17-yard line, third down and three. Already eight minutes gone in this contest. No score. This is Dort's second possession, and the defenders are going to call a timeout. timeout. So both teams using timeouts at non-typical points. Dort facing third down and three. We'll be back with more right after this. Dort will have it third down and three. At the Briarcliff 17-yard line, they need the 14-yard line for a first down. This Briarcliff defense thus far... As Athletic has advertised, they get to the ball quickly. They have stymied the Dort running game so far. Marish in at quarterback, and he underthrows Levi Jungling coming across, and that'll set up fourth down and three. So Dort going to uh, the uh, freshman quarterback, Marish, out of the timeout, changing up their package, and that'll be Brett Zachman on to attempt to point it, uh, put, uh, on to attempt a field goal. This will be a 34-yard try. Zachman has a long of 36 this season. He'll kick it out of the hold of Tyler Reynolds. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. Seven minutes remaining in the, ha- in the first quarter. Snap is down. Zachman's got the leg. It's up and through. And the defenders are on the board first. Three to nothing. Three to nothing our score. Dort gets on the board. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more. After this, Dort will be kicking off for the first time, leading three to nothing. Defense forced a punt on their previous possession. Ends with three points. So Dort scoring on their second possession of the day. Briarcliff on the return, and Briarcliff not much there for the return man. Brings it out to the 22-yard line, 
and bringing it out was Jalen Cook. And the defenders will send their defense onto the field, facing a Briarcliff offense. So far this year, averaging 271 yards of total offense and 19 points per game. And that 19 points per game, not terribly impressive. Flip the page, though. Briarcliff's defense allowing just 17 points per contest, and that's how you build a 5-4 and four record, scoring 19 points per game. The strength of this Briarcliff team is in their defense. Now they're going to have to turn it over and see if DeAndre Collins-Jones can get things going for the Chargers. He hands it off up the middle, and a short gain on the play. Pickup of maybe two or three. That'll bring up second down and seven. Briarcliff showing a little misdirection, so we'll, we will watch that develop as the day goes along. Yeah, and just trying to get, get the defense moving, hesitating. Um, you know, typically when you see an offense that's, that has struggled throughout the season, it's, they're, they're probably struggling up front in the offensive line. So you're trying to do something to, get their, to make the job a little bit easier for the offensive linemen. DeAndre Collins-Jones keeps it himself, trying to get to the edge, and there's nothing there. He's going to lose a yard on the play. It's going to be third down and eight. You were talking about Dort's offense. You want to, you're not going to get to the edge in all likelihood today regularly. Briar Cliff, what do they have to look at offensively to try and go with? Well, yeah, an offense that's been struggling, you know, and they're probably – looking at each other as a coaching staff saying, what can we do well? What have we done okay? And you try to try to do those things a little bit better, try to get a little bit more efficient. Um, with a young quarterback, with not a ton of experience, that's, that's tough to do. And he is snowed under a loss of four or five on the play. Collins-Jones thrown to the turf as there are four or five defenders who meet there. In pursuit was David Kakmarinski, and Kakmarinski, second half of the season, has put together as fine a year as a defensive lineman can, and it will be fourth down and long now for the Chargers, and uh, last time the Chargers punted, it was nearly a disaster. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Dort brings a little bit more pressure this time. Uh, Should end up with really good field position no matter what, but... uh... He struggled with the last snap, so maybe you bring a little bit more pressure here. I believe this is Robert Robinson, number 18 rather than number 7, punting. And that'll take a Dort, pardon me, that'll take a Briar Cliff bounce into Dort territory down to the 31-yard line, and that is as good as Briar Cliff could hope for. That ends up being a 49-yard wow. punt, and Robinson... With that punt, Robert Robinson, 50 punts this season, nearly 35 yards per punt. The defenders, well, they're going to go with Marish. Marish at quarterback, put Clayberg at a running back. And I believe that is Sconehoven lining up behind Marish. So Dort going with the backup quarterback here, trying to give a little different look personnel-wise. Clayberg trying to get to the edge, and Noah Clayberg, nothing there. And the Briarcliff defense pursuing well. That's Peyton Bailey. Peyton Bailey catches Clayberg for a loss of two, and so far Dort unable to pop one of those big plays to the outside. Has not been for lack of effort. Or trying. Caleb Marish, freshman, 6'1", 190, in at quarterback. Fakes the handoff. Back to pass. Under pressure. Pass completed to Clayberg. Clayberg to the 45-yard line of Briarcliff. Down inside the 45. Down to the 42-yard line. 
And the defenders will have it first down and 10 at the Briarcliff 42. Yeah, and you, you just got to gotta scratch where it itches, as Hayden Fry once said. Is, you know, and if the pass game is there, uh, you got to put, put the ball in the air a little bit more. Maybe soften up this defense. They're very aggressive against the run, and, and they, knowing as much as uh, Dort likes to run the ball, uh, they're going to get a lot of guys close to the line of scrimmage. Reese Schnell in at fullback, and that moves Clayberg back to quarterback. And Briar, Dort, against a good defense, trying to give Briarcliff just a few more looks and a few more things to worry about, it appears. Exactly. Got a player hurt for the defenders. That's an offensive lineman. That is Mitchell Van Regenmorder shaken up on the play. He is the center for the defenders, and uh, the sophomore having a very solid season, the MOC Floyd Valley product, and he is going to be attended to by... Dort's trainer, Chris Fagerness. And that will, uh, of all the offensive linemen positions where you have to come up with a replacement on short notice, uh, that's a very important one because he's handling the football in that pistol snap. There have not been many snaps this year where it's been uh, tough for our quarterback to handle it. Yeah, and... uh... Backup's taking some snaps right now with Clayberg. Uh, just getting a few in. Looks like somebody probably rolled up on Mitchell, and uh, he's pretty pretty ginger on one leg, and hopefully this isn't something that's that's too serious. I uh, hate to see this happen late in the season, any time in the season, but um, so hopefully Mitchell can bounce back from this one. He's not putting much weight on that right leg. Patrick Tovar, a sophomore, will come in at quarterback, or pardon me, at center for the defenders. And the defenders with 3.34 remaining here in the first quarter with a 3 nothing lead. Tovar is your center. That one was dead on. Clayberg hands it off to Schnell, and Schnell is caught. One yard behind the line of scrimmage. They gave him a very generous spot on the forward progress at the 39-yard line. So a loss of one on the play. That's going to set up third down and seven. Yeah, and you, got, you just got to give uh, Briarcliff defense some props here because uh, there was nothing in that option game that was open um you know on, on a play like that you do run the give and you get as much as possible but they had clayberg defended well they had the perimeter defended well against the pitch um just nothing there on that play Raffy Carr in at wide receiver. Clayberg busted play. He's going to dive for the first down. Did he get it is the question. He's near the first down marker at the 32 or 33-yard line, and the White Hat saying he's short by, it looks like, less than a yard. Yeah, Fourth and down and short. Boy, <laughs> I question that spot again. Uh, I know it's tough for those officials when they're the trail trail guys, and it's hard to see with the knees down, but... I think they're a full yard off. And we have movement on the line of scrimmage, and no one moved, including the center. Now the question is, was it the offense that went first or the defense? Could turn fourth and less than one into fourth and between five and six, and then it becomes decision time for the defenders. Dort leading three to nothing, 2.18 left to play, first quarter of action. Dort with a... Field goal to their credit, and this one's taking a little longer to sort out than I yeah. would anticipate. It's got to be a motion penalty. I, I think the the defense was reacting to Dort players moving, and the ball was never snapped. So, as I dare, 
I hate to say it, but it's got to go against the offense. False start. Yeah, I think they were trying to determine who to assess the penalty against. And, and like uh, Mr. Denning mentioned there, uh, it was pretty much everybody other than the center snapping the ball. Fourth down and six and uh, no decision for the defenders. They are going to punt, and Noah Clayberg will be punting. Now, we haven't seen it yet with Noah at punter. But I've just got to wait for one of these times where they get back and they're, they're retreating for the punt return, and he runs one instead. He's going to punt this one away. Low end-over-end punt taken at the 10-yard uh, line. They uh, let it roll through the 10 into the end zone, and the Chargers will start first down and 10 at their own 20-yard line. That's a net of 18 on the 38-yard punt. So a touchback for the Chargers, and it'll be Chargers first down and 10 at their own 20. Yeah, and with uh, the struggles that this Briarcliff offense has had, uh, you hope to pin them deep and let your defense do a little work and, and just win the field position battle. Unfortunately, that one just got a, uh, a friendly roll, I, I guess, and, and all the way into the end zone. Collins Jones in at quarterback. Defenders, three down linemen. Ostenink in. He's up on the right side, defensive end. Collins-Jones with the pass, incomplete and broken up nicely. Played that time by the defenders, Quentin Murphy, knocking it away. It'll be second down and ten. So ball falls incomplete. Murphy played it nicely, got up in the air, found the ball, and knocks it away with 150 left to play in the first quarter. Yeah, nice job of targeting the ball and, and not trying to do too much, not – trying to sneak underneath and miss a, an interception and give up a long pass play. Uh, just played the ball, knocked it away, and put Briarcliff in a second and ten. Second and ten at their own 20-yard line. Keeping it himself is Collins Jones, and Collins Jones to the sideline, forced out of bounds at the 23-24 yard line. So it'll be a four-yard pickup on the play for the quarterback, and it'll be third down and six. Collins Jones so far this season has... He's 5 of 9 passing, couple interceptions and 34 yards of total offense in terms of his passing. He has not had much opportunity so far this season. Third down and 4. Chargers need the 30-yard line. Josh Morazic showing blitz. Pressure applied, completed, but no gain on the play. That's Jalen Placide. Uh, bigger part, Marcus Whipper, I think. Marcus Whipper sneaking into the game at cornerback, making the tackle on the pass to the fullback out of the backfield. No gain on the play, so Marcus Whipper makes the tackle. Nathan Cabongo will now retreat and attempt to return punt. Let's see yeah. if Nathan can get something on off uh, special teams. Yeah, and, and Collins Jones, just uh, he doesn't have enough time to even get receivers downfield, so he's forced to throw everything short. Uh, just no time in the backfield. Here's the punt, a line drive punt, and Cabongo will take it at the 45-yard line, and Nathan Cabongo brought down almost immediately, but even though he didn't get a return, that fielding the punt probably saved about 20 yards for the Dort offense, and it's all those little things that end up adding to potential success. Dort starting first down and 10 at their own 44 rather than Back around the 25. Yeah, and Cabongo lear learned his lesson from the last punt where uh, 
Briarcliff got a very, very nice roll, and it's just that type of punt, those low-line drives that once they get on the turf, they seem to just take off. Hey, he fielded that one nice and saved a lot of field position. Nathan, uh, pardon me, uh, Nathan Cabongo now on the sideline. He's obviously a cornerback for the defenders. Clayberg turns, hands, gives to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven straight ahead run. No, that's Reese. Well, was it Schnell blocking for Schoenhoven? It's the way it looks, and Levi picks up three yards on the play. It's going to be second down and seven, and it may be a case where you've got to go to Levi just a little bit. Uh, tried to soften things up up the middle, and uh, he is not one that will bounce it to the outside much. Hand off to Schnell. Schnell the running back. Schnell still on his feet down to the 40-yard line, and now you're starting to see what you talked about. Don't try to get to the edge. Just pick a crease, and you got to go. Well, and when... It's a smaller, quick defense. There are going to be creases there at times, and, and you just got to hit it and, and pick up your yardage uh, when you can. End of the first quarter, Dort leading 3 to nothing. The defenders first down and 10 at the Briarcliff 41 when we resume play right after this. This is Dort football on KDCR. This- defenders lead 3 to nothing. Defenders with it. First down and 10 at the Briarcliff 41-yard line. Clayberg turns, hands, gives to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven up the middle to the 35-yard line. That's a gain of six on the play, and that'll set up second down and four. Second and four for the defenders. Clayberg is lone setback. Is Schoenhoven. They give it to Schoenhoven again, and Schoenhoven working his way forward. Looks like he's got enough for a first down. It'll be first down and ten. Yeah, and uh, right now Dort just taking advantage of their big, strong, physical offensive line and and moving the line of scrimmage. Well, they're going to call it third down and short. And the uh, spots so far today, I thought I was pretty good at it, but uh, evidently nine games into the year, I've got to have a reality check that I had called for a first down. It's going to be third down and inches. Man in motion, back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg floats it up over the top, incomplete. Had a man open momentarily, but that falls incomplete as he overshoots the intended receiver. That's Lucas Warner, the H-back, and that's going to set up fourth down in less than a yard. Yeah, and I think if Warner just, just keeps running, yep. you know, he, he probably catches that in stride. But uh, had a little, he struggled finding the ball a little bit, and uh, yeah, now fourth and short. The defenders with it, fourth and short, and they convert on that fourth down try. It's Noah Clayberg carrying it for two up the middle. It's going to be first down and ten for the defenders at the Briarcliff 29-yard line. 29-yard line, Dort has it, first down and ten, Noah Clayberg. He's got Schnell in the backfield along with him. Schoenhoven, Schoenhoven off of his left shoulder right now. Back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg has a man open. That is Junkling over the top. Junkling tumbles into the end zone. Touchdown defenders. 29-yard uh, touchdown pass, but we have a flag on the play. Flag resting at the 22-yard line, so about seven yards downfield. I'm afraid we're going to have a man, uh, an offensive lineman downfield possibly. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was Caleb Sharp who was actually ineligible. Yeah, and that's just an alignment thing. You, you, your mm-hmm. wide receiver just snuck up and got on the line of scrimmage when he should have been off. Um, yeah, you, you hate to see that happen on a big, taking a big play away. 
First down and 15 now for the defenders. Clayberg stops, throws, pass to Jungling down to the 26-yard line. So gets back about nine yards on the play. It'll be second down. Well, you have little time to commiserate, especially if you want to run up-tempo. So Dort gets right back to the line of scrimmage. Nine-yard pickup. Now it's second down, and it looks like eight to me. Beg your pardon, should be six. Here's Clayberg up the middle, and Dort Dort starting to use some of the aggressiveness by Briar Cliff's defense against them. And it seems like here on this third series, the defender's a little more confident offensively. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, run a jungling in motion there, uh, that fly motion, just a little bit of misdirection, just enough to kind of keep this uh, Briarcliff defense a little bit off balance. Now they hand it off to Jungling that time. He gains one on the play. It's going to be fourth down and one, and that's going to be the recurring theme, I think, today. Dort's going to have it, short yardage situations, and can you produce in those short yardage situations? Fourth and one at the 20. Clayberg fakes the handoff, keeps it himself. He's got more than enough for a first down, and there you you called it, Kyle, earlier. Dort just starting to use some of their... Uh, their size and strength up front, and on those short yardage plays, nothing fancy. Right, and, you know, that quick defensive line, if you get them going a direction and you just ride them that way, uh, you can create some pretty nice seams. Plus, yeah, you know, you're just almost like a wedge block. It's zone blocking, but, you know, you get your your big bodies inside uh, just getting movement on the line of scrimmage, and that creates those seams. It might be a kind of a... Uh, a little bit uh, at an angle, uh, but when you have somebody like Clayberg and really the entire running back st- group here, um, they're going to find those seams and get positive yards. I had a high school coach once when I asked him about blocking, and he said, you know, you don't necessarily have to overpower the opponent. He said sometimes you just got to be able to dance with them and take them in the direction that they're already going. Exactly, and that's and that's the zone scheme. You know, you, you, you almost allow – the defense of defense's aggressiveness to take them take themselves out of the play uh yeah you would love to have offensive linemen that can just lock up somebody and drive them five yards deep and and put them on their back uh the old pancake block uh but especially when you have a good defense like this prior cliff uh defensive unit uh that's not going to happen Dort has it first down and 10. Briarcliff used a timeout there. It'll be first down and 10 at the 17-yard line. Now the defenders will spread things out. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Jungling is over on the right. Clayberg is your quarterback. Clayberg keeps it himself, and Clayberg gains four on the play, and that's just a design play where you, you flatten out the defense and see if uh, your quarterback can break one and get to the second level. Exactly, and, you know, when you get the entire – Briarcliff defense spread out like that. You have one-on-one blocks with your guys up front and and uh, took advantage of it there. Clayberg hands it off to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven falling forward near the 10-yard line. And again, that time, I don't want to belabor the point, but it looks like he's at the line of scrimmage. Well, the line of scrimmage is actually moving two and three yards down the field. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Dort offensive line is getting really a nice push. Clayberg. Well, they play the option perfectly. The option they have, they are playing it as well as any team probably since Northwestern 
has played the option uh, the option defense, and Dort now is going to be forced to punt after a loss of one on the play. It's going to be fourth down and four. So fourth down and four, Zachman will attempt his second field goal of the day. This will be a 30-yarder, this time towards the north goal post. He'll kick it out of the hold of Tyler Reynolds. So Reynolds... Snap is down, kick is up, and just gets it by the Briarcliff pressure and the defenders. Take a 6-0 lead. 6-0 our score. Points hard to come by so far, but the defenders. Couple of field goals. Back with more after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. Zachman with the kickoff that goes through the end zone and... uh, you know, on a day like today where points are going to be hard to come by, I don't mind seeing that touchback because uh, special teams is one area where things can turn around very quickly. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that might be one of their better offensive plays is their kick or punt return. So uh, don't give them that opportunity. New quarterback in for the Chargers. Anybody's guess as to who it is. It's number five, and there's nothing there. Nothing there for Rashad Brown. The quarterback in for the Chargers is Elijah Brown, if everything holds up. Yeah, the uh, they had actually Nate Villalobos listed as their backup on their two deep. Uh, he's also a defensive back, so I would call him more of an emergency, and they've elected to go with Elijah Brown, 6'2", 210-pound senior from Toledo, Ohio, if that is actually him at least matching up number five. It'll be second down and 15. Elijah Brown, handoff. No, he keeps it himself. Might have had a block in the back. No penalty on the play. And the tackle by the defenders. Dort able to make the stop. That's Quentin Murphy. Gain of two. It's going to be third down. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the first down play, Briarcliff tried to a little bit of misdirection, a little reverse action. Uh, got thrown for a big loss. So uh, putting this struggling offense in an even tougher situation third down and 13 football at the dort 22 yard line if you're briar cliff i've got to think almost at some point you're thinking don't turn it over kick it and let our defense try to make some plays balls batted down at the line of scrimmage incomplete clock stops it'll be fourth down and 13 am i crazy to think that way kyle yeah you you don't you don't want to turn the ball over at, at some point and, you know, in this early in the game with just a, a six-point, just a one-point, uh, one-score difference, um, yeah, don't do not do anything to put your, uh, your, your defense in a tough situation. Punt it away, win field, uh, let this good defense get back on the field and try to make something happen. Nathan Cabongo back near midfield on the line of the punt, the uh, line of scrimmage for the punt is the 22. And a high kick, plenty of hang time. Cabango will take it at the 48-yard line to the 40, 35, 30, and inside the 30 down to the 27-yard line. And Cabango went from zero to full speed real fast. He's number 11 in the nation in punt return yardage with an average of about 11 yards per punt. That's tougher than you think. Pretty nice punt return that time, putting Dort's offense in good field position. Yeah, and just just uh, getting vertical, going north, uh, putting his foot in the ground and, and hitting the seam and getting as much as possible and 
Great starting field position for the Dort offense. That's a 20-yard punt return by Cabongo. Dort with it. Clayberg's going to keep it himself. Noah Clayberg straight up the middle. Picks up a couple on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. Nine minutes and 19 seconds left to go in the first half. Six to nothing, Dort leading. We'll get you scores from around the conference, either after the next score or the change of possession. Hand off to Skonhoven. Skonhoven, the ball carrier, and Skonhoven gains five on the play. It's going to be third down and three. Third and three for the defenders in Briarcliff territory, and you'd love to see one of these drives end with a with six points. Dort facing third and three. Handoff, Skonhoven. Skonhoven still on his feet inside the 15, down to the 13-yard line. And that's a Dort first down. And this defense for Briarcliff has been on the field a long time already here in the first half. Yeah, and it, it puts a... It's a strain, you know, especially with those guys up front. When you have big offensive linemen pushing and leaning on you, uh, physically, that's hard. Jungling in motion. Clayberg fakes the handoff. Not much there. And Noah's going to be stopped at the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play. It's going to be second down and 10. Second down and 10. Defenders with it at the Briarcliff. 13-yard line. Second quarter of play, handed off to Jungling. Jungling has a blocker. That is Skibout who threw a block, got him inside the 10. He dives out of bounds at the 9-yard line. It's going to be shy of the first down by about 5 yards. It's going to bring up third down, and we'll call it 6 actually. So third and 6 for the defenders with football at the 10-yard line. Yeah, and, and actually at the point of attack, blocked pretty well. Uh, but on, on that play, the backside safety making the tackle. Noah Clayberg rolling right under pressure. Dodges one would-be tackler. Racing to the edge, and he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that is it when he is escorted out of bounds. It's going to be fourth down. Yeah, the only thing I would, I would like to see out of Noah there is uh, the defense reacted late, and he wasn't to the line of scrimmage yet. He actually had some guys in the end zone open. It, you know, I'd like to see him maybe stop and and take a shot at the end zone there. You don't want to turn over, uh, but it would, I think it would have been a pretty safe safe pass. Zachman trying to make it a nine nothing ball game. This will be a twenty six yard punt, a kick. That's a field goal attempt. He's two for two so far today, and that one is up. And good as well. So Brett Zachman has been a Johnny on the spot so far today. Three field goal attempts. He's got all of the Dort points thus far. Nine to nothing. He was 10 for 10 last week on point after tries. And uh, he seems to be gathering confidence as this year heads into the final stretch. Dort leads at nine to nothing. Back with more from Open Space Park right after this. Brett Zachman with another touchback, and the defenders will send the defense out onto the field with Briarcliff trailing 9-0. And the defenders, that last field goal, a big one, as it gets it to a two-possession difference. And the Dort defense so far doing the job as well. And we will take a look at the scoreboard from around the conference and things, for the most part, playing out, I guess, as expected. Midland leads Doan 17 to nothing. Morningside over Concordia 27-0. Northwestern leads Hastings over in Orange City 34 to nothing in the first half of play. Collins Jones, the quarterback, and David Kakmarinski 
engaged with the offensive lineman, knocks the ball up into the air and very nearly makes the interception flat on his back. It trickles to the ground incomplete. It'll be second down. Yeah, just a great job getting his hands up and knocking the ball away, but then to, to almost come up with the interception, was, <laughs> that, was, that would have been pretty impressive. That look at the scoreboard made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center, serving the community since 1991. Have I mentioned David Kakmarinski has put together about a four-game stretch now where he has been lights out defensively for Dort University. Back to pass, Collins Jones floats it up for the sideline. We had feet tangled up. I don't think there's going to be a call. The wide receiver for Briar Cliff, Rashad Brown, wanted a flag in the worst way. Quentin Murphy on the coverage. It'll be second, uh, third down and ten. Yeah, and I think that was just that incidental contact. Guys getting their, their feet tangled up, and both both the receiver and the defensive player uh, went to the ground. You know, Who do you call a penalty on in a situation like that? Collins Jones back in at quarterback for the Chargers, so they just wanted to give him a breather. They've got two receivers set to the left, two to the right for the Chargers. Collins Jones in the pistol, back to pass, under pressure, pass is complete underneath, and that's a first down, and racing to the sideline, and forced out of bounds was Rashad Brown, and that is a gain of 17 on the play for the Chargers, and one of the first offensive plays for the Chargers that goes for positive yardage. It'll be first and 10 at their own 41-yard line. So the Chargers go underneath, and they get a crossing pattern to Rashad Brown. For Brown, that's his 30th catch this season, averaging 8.7 yards per catch. 6.40 left to play in the first half. Briar Cliff with a football trailing 9 to nothing. Collins Jones checks his wristband, sends a man in motion. That's the H-back. Fakes the handoff, pumps, throw underneath, incomplete. And that'll bring up second down and 10. And again, they're trying to go to Rashad Brown and Quentin Murphy shadowing him there. We have yeah. a player shaken up as well for Briar Cliff. Looks like... Uh... Right offensive lineman, right tackle. Amari Beal, number 62, down on the uh, the 40-yard line, right at the numbers on the Dort side of the field. Chris Fagerness out from the sideline for the Dort defenders and the training staff gives way now to the Briar Cliff trainer as he will roll Beal over onto his back. So both teams down an offensive lineman, it appears. Mitchell Van Regenmorter, judging by what I saw on the sideline, it looked like they were wrapping his knee up in ice. His day is finished. So the defenders leading 9 to nothing by virtue of three field goals by Brett Zachman. Zachman, 10 for 10 last week on point after tries. And Zachman was named the special teams player of the week for those 10 point after tries. Set a new school record in the process as well. When we resume play, it's going to be first down and 10 for the Chargers at their own 41-yard line. Beg your pardon, second down and 10 after the incomplete pass. And it looks like Beal will be helped to his feet, and he will be assisted towards the Briarcliff sideline. There's 627 left to play. In this first half, Dort leading 9-0. Earlier today, the Dort cross-country teams hosting the GPAC championships. 
Dort women had an individual champion on the day. That was Olivia Couch. Two years in a row now, the defenders have the individual champion. Sarah Wensink came in third. The defenders as a team placed runner-up. They had a little illness earlier this week, go through some key runners, and uh, finishing second, earning an automatic berth to the NAI National Championship. Not the championship they wanted, obviously, but they uh, get to the national meet, and then the men follow it up with a dominating performance to win the GPAC title for the second year in a row. They went with a pack mentality as they had runners two and three, and they also had five runners in the top 16 total, so they end up winning that GPAC title. Beal escorted off of the field. Collins-Jones back to pass. Under pressure, throws off his back foot. It's up for grabs, and it looked like Jalen Placide had a bead on it, the safety, and he actually went up for it along with Connor Bosma. And pass falls incomplete. It'll be third down and ten. Yeah, that's just uh, throw it up and see if your guy can make a play. And fortunately, Dort had two uh, secondary players there to to play on the ball, and uh, really not much of a chance for a completion there. Third down and ten for the defenders. Uh, pardon me, for the Chargers. Defenders trying to get the defense off of the field. Last time they had Briarcliff in a third down and long situation, they were able to get a crossing pattern underneath to Rashad Brown. Incomplete pass, stops the clock. Collins-Jones fakes the handoff, under pressure, still under pressure, gets away from David Kakmarinski. No, he does not. David Kakmarinski, another tackle for a loss. That's a loss of 10 on the play. And for Kakmarinski, he entered play today ninth in the country in tackles for a loss. He adds to that total. He had 16.5 heading into play today. Chasing him down, and that's got to be disheartening for an offensive unit to have a defensive end chase your quarterback down from behind. And Kakmarinski didn't get much of the quarterback, but he just got enough to trip him up. Yeah, got enough, and uh, that's a huge uh, fuel position swing right there. Ten-yard loss on the play, angled towards the sideline, and they want no part of Nathan Cabongo running the ball back. That's going to be the end up being a net of less than 20 yards as it's out of bounds. It'll be marked at the 47-yard line, so a net of 17, and it will be Dort, first and 10 at the Briarcliff 47-yard line. Well, they saw that last yeah. punt return just like we did, and they didn't like that, so punt it out of bounds and take your chances. Noah Clayberg, quarterback. Charlie Young in at running back. Dort trying to rotate running backs, keep them fresh. Hand off to Levi Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven two yards up the middle, and it'll be second down and eight. They give him a three-yard pickup on the play, actually, so positive yardage for the defenders on first down. Yeah, and Skonovan is just so good between the tackles. I love the way he runs the ball inside there. Uh, you got to keep feeding that guy. Clayberg gives it to Charlie Young. Charlie Young, five yards on the play. It's going to be third down and three. I've always said the thing about Levi is he runs and he plays like it means something to him and endears himself to his teammates coaches because of that. Clayberg floats it over the top, incomplete, intended for Warner, and Warner got in behind the defensive player defending him. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down and three. 
Yeah, fourth and three and door to punt. Yeah, and I was uh, curious what, what Coach Penner would be thinking here. I, I agree with this move here. You, you hopefully uh, pin this Briarcliff offense deep, ho- hopefully inside the 10-yard line uh, with 4.44 left uh, in the half. Use your timeouts, get the ball back to your offense. Maybe your defense can come up with a big play as well. Clayberg. And Clayberg actually going to run a designed fourth down play complete. And that's to Austin, uh, to uh, Connor Bosma. Bosma getting free. And so much for the punt and pin. <laughs> and the defenders convert on fourth and three. And that's the luxury of having your quarterback and probably your best athlete on your team punting as well. It opens up some options. And... Uh, Connor Bosma on the receiving end of that pass completion. And it wasn't there right away. And and I really like uh, Clayberg just being patient, let, uh, letting Bosma open up, get open, and made a nice throw. Pass complete to Jungling. That's nearly a 10-yard pickup on the play. Now, last week, Briarcliff gave up, I believe, over 300 yards of offense. And from what I understand, uh, 300 yards through the air. And from what I understand, it was 7, 8, and 12 yards down the field. There was no big plays, really. Northwestern was able to get uh, get those smaller pass plays for positive yardage. Hand off to Schoenhoven inside the 10, down near the 6-yard line. Yeah, this uh, Briarcliff secondary is uh, pretty athletic. Those guys can run. They cover well. Uh, they can they can cover a lot of ground in a short period of time. So you just have to be patient, even throwing the ball, uh, taking what they'll give you. First down and goal to go for the defenders. And what do we have? A timeout on Briarcliff. Timeout charged to Briarcliff. That will be their final timeout with 3.45 remaining in right in the first half you're listening to dort football on kdcr 88.5 we're also live on the world wide web kdcr 88.5.com back with more dort facing first and ten, goal inside the 10 when we're back after this you're listening to kdcr sioux center 88.5 dort facing first down and goal to go at the seven noah clayberg Fakes the handoff, pitches it over to Schoenhoven. Nothing there that time for Schoenhoven. And Schoenhoven tries to spin out of the tackle. Play is whistled dead, and that's going to be a loss of four on the play. It's going to be second down and goal to go now. Dort back at the 13-yard line. That perimeter just not there today. You know, it's not. Uh, Briar Cliff does a nice job of, of running to the edge and stringing things out. Ball's on the ground, picked up by Clayberg. Clayberg stops, he's under pressure, ducks away, and he's going to struggle and getting back to the line of scrimmage, and that is about it. And that could have been a disaster. It's going to be third down and goal to go. And that speed, that ladder, that lateral speed that Briarcliff has, as the field gets smaller, if you will, it gets more challenging. Yeah, yeah the windows to throw through are just uh, that much smaller. Uh, you don't have to defend the, the field as far vertically. Uh, it's it's tough to throw the ball down here. It's tough to do much of anything offensively. Um, but when you have somebody like uh, Jungling, you try to give them the ball. They throw complete to Jungling. Jungling inside the five. And that's going to be down at the four-yard line. And Mr. Zachman's going to come out and try a field goal again. Not close enough that you feel comfortable going for it on fourth down here. And with 2.20 left to play in the half, defenders trying to make it 12 to nothing. Brett Zachman will kick it out of the hold of Tyler Reynolds. Reynolds at the 11. 
So this will be a 21-yard field goal attempt for Zachman. Snap is down, kick is up, and Zachman's kick is good. And the defenders, four field goal attempts, and they've converted on them all. They lead it now 12 to nothing, and it has not been your typical Dort offensive day. But they've had a lot of they've had four possessions now end in points. Right, and uh, yeah, you always want to put the ball in the end zone and and score them six at a time rather than three, six or seven at a time. Um, but uh, putting points on the board in terms of Briarcliff, uh, Coach Wagner is over there. He used a timeout there on first and goal. Um, I think he's probably feeling pretty good that they're down just two scores rather than giving up a touchdown there. Uh, but there's still plenty of time. Uh, and with um, Dort having two timeouts remaining uh, with just under two minutes left in the in the half, uh, maybe we'll see some timeouts being used by the defensive unit. The defenders so far, 199 yards on 46 plays from scrimmage. Briarcliff, 9 yards of net yardage on 18 total offensive plays. They have not been on the field much with their offense at all, and uh, kudos to Briarcliff's defense. Even though they've been out there a long time, they have still held Dort out of the end zone. Yeah, and and you you can only rely on that so long. Those guys are going to get worn down, but uh, yeah. Doing a good job so far. Zachman with the kick and another touchback. And we talked about it when it went from six to nine, a freak play when it's just a six-point ball game, a single score game can really change the complexion of things. Dort leading 12 nothing. Now that's the worst you want it to be when you go into the locker room if you're Dort University. Right, because, uh, yeah, Briarcliff is thinking, hey, if, if we can get one here, maybe – Get a big play, score one before half. Um, yeah, then it's then it's back to that situation again, right? Where it's one big play and can change the whole game. But um, look for the the Dort defense to be solid here on this series. Elijah Brown, the quarterback. Brown's going to run it, and Brown nothing there. Coming up to make the tackle is Marcus Whipper, and the defenders will use a timeout. No, they didn't. The clock is still running. Oh, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it should have stopped at about 149, I believe. When I looked up to the side, I looked up to the clock. So 150 is what they'll reset it to. So Dort uses their second timeout. They've got one remaining. We're going to take a break ourselves. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5, second down and 11. They have a collision in the backfield. Quarterback hangs on to it, and he's going to be brought down for a loss of five on the play, and the defenders will use another timeout. Yeah, and this is going almost exactly like Coach Penner would hope uh, this series with Briarcliff's offense going backwards, defense playing really well. Um, now with... Well, what do 142. We 142 left. Uh, put Briarcliff in a situation where they they have to make a decision. Do you run it knowing that Dort doesn't have a, uh, any more timeouts left this half? Do you run it and just burn as much time as possible? Give this Dort offense as little time as possible to, to score one before half? Or do they take a chance and, and throw the ball and try to 
pick up a first down. The downside with that is then the clock stops and gives the door to offense even more time uh, remaining in the half. So uh, decision time, uh, you know, I always loved forcing the other team to have to make that decision. Um, so a great, great use of timeouts there and great job by the defense of uh, f- forcing Briarcliff into a third and extra long. If I'm Briarcliff, I think I'm still going to run it here, and I'm going to get it down under a minute, probably leave Briarcliff or Dort about 50 seconds on the clock. But uh, we'll see. Yep. The quarterback is Elijah Brown. He's got two running backs in the backfield with him. Colin Ostenink showing Blitch on the outside. They're going to flare it out to the far side. And he dropped it. Now is it a backwards pass? It's picked up by David Kakmarinski. Kakmarinski carries it into the end zone, and they're calling it a touchdown. Hey, they're going to they're going to have to get together here, the officials. Well, we Not blew off sure. the cannon anyhow. It must be a it's touchdown. Right. It counts. <laughs> the cannon goes off. No reversing this. Uh, yeah, I don't think the the officials are getting together, but I don't know if anybody. The saw, only saw enough to to change it, right? The, the person who had the best chance to see it was on the far side, and he signaled touchdown. Right, uh, and <laughs> he knew the situation. I'm putting it down for six for David Kakmarinski. Eighteen nothing on the board. Now, yeah. anytime the officials get together like this, I never have a good feeling. So we'll see. Well, you know, they can talk each other into about anything. Um, so <laughs> you just never know. It's it's best that they get together and 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 try to make the correct call because, yeah, ultimately you you don't want uh, you know as much as we up here want the the six points on the board and we want David to have a have a score. Um, you, you want him you want him to get the call right. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what that I know, call is. But I, I don't know what it is. And yeah, right and, now and we don't have the luxury, right? Of do do we? Well, I can I can take a look at it if <laughs> we, I get a minute. We might have to check gonna, it out at half. Here's the explanation: is the Briar Cliff player caught the pass and was down before the ball came out? It well, he was down at the 13 yard line. Briar Cliff, please set the game clock to one minute 38 seconds. Okay, then we're gonna have to blow this in and and wind the clock because if he was down. With a complete pass. Yeah. Well, see, and that's that's the farthest thing from what I saw happen. I don't he it was either incomplete or a completion, fumble, a touchdown. I, I don't see where he was down at all. I but uh You and I saw the same thing. So it's a difficult job. I've said that a couple times this week with the officiating, and uh, I, I guess I'm just going to leave it at that. It's going. It's, oh, no, they're going to take it under a minute. Well, see, this isn't right. The clock should be at 25. Not the play clock should have been started at 25, right? Not 40. That's what I believe. So now, because it was a, there was a stoppage. See, this is all going in Briarcliff's favor right now, and I, I I'm struggling with uh, what's going on here. Well, they're going to get this punt away now. A high punt. Cabongo calls for a fair catch at the 37-yard line, and that is where Dort will take over. First down and 10 at the 37. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Now I've pulled up the replay. 
Can you see it over there? I'm watching here. Okay. Ball's in the air here. Sorry for our radio audience, but... Okay. Well, you know what? They, they might have gotten it right. They, they might have got I didn't see the knee down. Yep. I, he, I uh, guess I would go more with incomplete rather than catch down. But He spun, and the knee may have touched the grass, and so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And... Uh, in all likelihood, they got it right. Well, we pay the guys for a reason. Second down and six. Clayberg on the carry. Picks up four. Clayberg rolling right. Dort's out of timeouts, remember. Pass over to the sideline to Jungling. Jungling catches it inside the 30 down at the 27-yard line. And if you're Briar Cliff, if you let Dort just walk down the field and get into field goal position, that is not a good thing either. Right. Clayberg. It's going to roll left, plants, throws, pass complete to Heuvelhorst, and, and Heuvelhorst, head over heels, comes down on his head. He's going to have a sore neck in the morning. He's going to go over to the numbers now, 27 seconds left, and Clayberg will spike the football, stops the clock. First down and 10 for the, now second down and 10 for the defenders. Right at the 10-yard line. So the defenders can take a shot or two to the end zone. You just got to make sure it's either incomplete or you get out of bounds. 24 seconds on the clock. No timeouts remaining for either team. Second and goal for the defenders. Pass for jungling incomplete, but we have a flag on the play. So a flag thrown in the end zone. It's going to be pass interference against the Chargers and the defenders with 20 seconds now to work with. We'll have it first and goal. Yeah, and uh, just a slant route. Jungling had great position um, and would have made the, honestly would have made the catch for a touchdown had he not got uh, grabbed, uh, kind of hooked, twisted, uh, wasn't able to make the catch, and it's obvious pass interference. First and goal from the two. You take a chance and run a running play straight up the middle here. Um, you probably got one shot. You you do that once and and reset and probably down it, and then that leaves you one one shot at the end zone. Clayberg back to pass. He's going to throw a fade for Jungling. Jungling catches it in the end zone. Dort picks up six on the last offensive possession of the first half with 16 seconds remaining in the half. And the defenders have taken an 18 to nothing lead, and that worked out That's... nearly to perfection for the Dort defenders. Yeah, and a great job uh, of game management there to end the half with uh, the defense doing their job and getting off the field, um, and then the offense getting out there and, and putting a drive together. A couple big uh, completions uh, from Clayberg uh, and getting one in the end zone. Levi Jungling on the receiving end of that one. Brett Zachman. Knocks another one through the uprights. His first point after try of the day. And the defenders have a 19 to nothing lead with 16 seconds left to go in the first half. It hasn't been the prettiest. It hasn't been the most explosive, but it has been very effective. And the Dort defenders now with a 19 nothing lead and really playing pretty good football on the defensive side of the, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And, and offense doing their, their job of, of keeping the defense off the field. Um, by keeping drives alive and moving the ball, uh, probably not putting as many in the end zone as, as what they're used to. Uh, but if you, if you give this Briarcliff defense the credit that they're due, um, 
then you think about it in terms of, well, nine, 19 points in the first half against a defense that's given up, what would you say, 16? 17. 17 a game. Uh, that's that's pretty pretty solid half of football for, for this Dort Defender football team. Well, after you score 70 last week, suddenly <laughs> you think everything's going to be easy, and it, it is not. Each week is well, new, each week is fresh, and each week uh, the opponent poses their own unique set of challenges. Exactly, yeah. This isn't the Hastings defense, right? I mean, that's uh, this, is, this is a solid group defensively, and, and uh, you do what you can, uh, and they're putting points on the board, and that's what counts. Zachman will be kicking off. Zachman kicks another one through the end zone, and uh, very evident to me that the defenders content to just give Briarcliff first down and ten at the twenty-five on the touchback, and they are not they are not concerned whatsoever about allowing them that field position. Well, on the flip side of that, Mike is you know you you know your offense is struggling none of these touchbacks have been 5 or 10 yards deep this the, the ball is literally landed on the goal line on the goal line or a yard deep you know i i don't know be aggressive be a, you know heavier returners try to turn something around yeah make something happen happen uh but they yeah they're pretty content on just letting uh letting it go Elijah Brown is your quarterback 15 seconds on the clock, and we have a delay of game coming out of the change of possession. Yeah, I, think I, I don't know uh, what to say to that. There's some frustration. Uh, you see, if it, you see, uh, Briarcliff coaches getting after uh, players a little bit, and um, yeah, it's just not not very positive right now on that side sideline. First and 15 for the Chargers at their own 20 yard line. Handoff, gain of six on the play, seven. It'll be second down and nine, and Briarcliff is going to let the clock run out on this one. Dort has a 19 to nothing lead at halftime. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Let's take a break, and we'll be back. Checking in with our Where Are They Now segment. This will be Loken Vandevecht. When we return right after this, Loken Vandevecht, our featured individual on Where Are They Now? You're listening to KDCR 88.5. Welcome to another edition of Where Are They Now? on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Where Are They Now? is made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. Joining us on Where Are They Now? today is a former tailback for the Dort football program. He ranks in the top five all-time in Dort football rushing yardage and attempts, a 2016 graduate from Dort. So let's get into it. Our guest today on Where Are They Now is Loken Vandevecht. Taking it back to before you first stepped on campus as a student at Dort, a lot of people know your background, but for those who don't, where did you grow up and how were you first introduced to Dort? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Orange City, so I was right in the neighborhood. You know, I'm very familiar with Dort, definitely had a lot of exposure there. And so it was almost expected, you know, you know, if you go to Unity Christian High School, you know, a lot of times you end up at Dort or you at least check out Dort. 
So I definitely had a lot of, you know, teachers and mentors and people who spoke highly of Dort when I, uh, you know, looked at going to different schools and exploring my options. You know, the football program really was kind of part of that first spark of interest for me. You know, why go to Dort? For me, at the time, I was looking to be an athlete and looking to play football. So that kind of, you know, was my first maybe interest there. You know, a local kid looked at going to the different schools, you know, getting away a little bit, trying out some different schools, trying out maybe bigger schools or state schools, things like that. But just end up, you know, sticking around home and going to school close by really end up being a good fit for me. You mentioned your interest in athletics. We'll get to that in a second. But on the academic side, you end up studying engineering, computer engineering at Dort. What interested you about that area of study? Yeah, so, you know, everybody kind of has that time in high school and they're looking at what they want to study and where they want to, you know, at that point you got a lot of pressure on, well, this is kind of what you study here might end up where you go in life, you know, what you end up doing for the rest of your life. So and you have all that pressure. But for me, it was, you know, I really knew I was interested in computers. I was interested in, you know, technology type things. And, you know, I kind of like engineering kind of side of things and just, you know, developing products or developing different things. So I just kind of had all this interest of, you know, computers and technology and, you know, doing things, you know, with my hands and stuff. So that's kind of what led me to, I guess I should throw programming in there too. You know, that's kind of what led me to uh, computer engineering at Dort was just, I guess, all those different things that I knew I kind of liked and I just wanted to learn more about them and kind of get a more of a feel of what that really meant. So when I went on my visit, I met with some of the professors and that kind of, for me, really solidified kind of what I was thinking, you know, yeah, this is what I want to study. You know, I'm going to be challenged. I'm going to be in athletics, I'm going to be, you know, doing all these different things. So it's going to be a challenge, but yeah, and I guess that's kind of what led me to study computer engineering. And you ended up, you were an athlete at Dort. A lot of people tie you to football and your time as a Dort defender with that program. When did football become a passion of yours and something that you kind of wanted to pursue at a higher level? You know, I always loved football growing up. I always watched football at home with my family. We'd watch football on Sunday, do different things like that. I always played football in the backyard with neighbor kids and friends growing up. You know, it was always a love of mine. So that was kind of always there. But really, you know, as far as contact sports, contact football, you know, I didn't really play any tackle football until high school came around. Um, you know, Unity had just recently gotten football, and so I was one of the earlier seasons of that program. As I went through high school, I realized, you know, I really love the sport. It's fun to play. It's fun to get out there and, you know, hit people and just do you know, all the things that football's about. And it turned out that I, you know, was, wasn't too bad at it. So I really uh, thought, hey, I could maybe play at a higher level. And to be honest, I mentioned, you know, my kind of journey looking for schools. You know, I kind of had that outlook of a lot of high school seniors where it's like, yeah, you know, I could probably play Division One football. You know, I'm pretty good, you know. So I kind of had a little bit of that mindset, too, so, you know, kind of how to balance that. And, you know, where do I actually fit in my talent level and all that? So plus you can get a little scholarship money for it, too, while you're playing, while you're in school. And that's kind of what led me to play football at Dort. Well, obviously, you did have at least some talent, a top five all-time running back in Dort football history and rushing yardage and attempts. Did you ever think you'd be kind of that workhorse back with that kind of production at Dort? It's hard to kind of know where you'll fit in, especially with a, you know, a new coach coming in my freshman year. You know, what the offense is going to look like. Yeah, what's going to be my role? Will I be good enough? Am I big enough? You know, all these different things you kind of consider and question. And I guess, you know, I, I kind of had a similar role in high school and playing football. You know, I was kind of, like you said, like a workhorse back, you know, do a lot of the, the grinding in between the tackles and all that stuff. So, yeah, I guess I really didn't know for sure if that would translate into college, but as I kind of developed, I had some, some running backs that, that went before me that I kind of watched as a freshman and a sophomore and kind of saw how they did things and how the offense fit with that position. And, uh, you know, it kind of just came about that a lot of the plays, I was running up the middle and, and getting hit whether I had the ball or not, you know, or grinding out, you know, five, ten-yard chunks at a time and just kind of, you know, working that offense, that triple option offense that we were running at the time. 
definitely fit into that role pretty well. You know, it was something I enjoyed. Like I said, I, I loved getting hit out there. You know, it was fun when you didn't have the ball and somebody else thought you did. Or if you did have the ball and they didn't realize it, and there you are running up the middle for 10 yards. You graduated from Jordan in the spring of 2016. When you think back to those years as a student, as an athlete, what sticks out to you the most? You know, being over three years out of school, you really start to realize the relationships and all the cool things you had going for you when you're in college and you're surrounded by a bunch of guys playing football and you're surrounded by, you know, a lot of smart minds in, in your classes and the relationships you build with your professors and your guys in the dorms and stuff. All that stuff now for me really sticks out because, you know, it's, it's a lot different, you know, when you're post-college, you know, you're working, you're just doing different things in life. And so kind of looking back, you know, definitely those things that I mentioned, just those relationships and being around people and being around everybody who is they're there for education, to enjoy playing the sport they love and to grow in their relationship with God. And so it's just cool to be surrounded by people like that. After graduating, you ended up joining Musco Sports Lighting out in Oskaloosa. Can you explain to me a little bit of what you do as your controls applications engineer? What does that kind of mean and how have you enjoyed kind of that time with Musco Sports Lighting? I work at Muscle, you know, so we do sports lighting, large stadiums and small stadiums. Some listeners might know this, but we replace the lights, you know, at open space parks there for the football field. Uh, actually, my first year at the companies, that was kind of cool. So that's the kind of industry we're in, just, you know, sports stadiums, small and large. And my role as a controls engineer, you know, a lot of what I'm doing is a lot of the electrical side of things, the electrical system behind the lights, you know, how those lights turn on and off, how we can do at some of our larger venues, how we can do like dimming and, you know, flashing light shows, different things like that to kind of create that game day atmosphere, you know, you maybe see some of the videos of like, you know, Alabama and some of these large stadiums that we've got some lights at now that are doing some cool things on, on television and stuff. So, you know, it's a great company to work for everybody in town. You know, it's kind of the cool company in town that everybody uh, kind of knows about. So it's definitely a, a blessing to be working for that company and really doing something I love. You know, I, I tell my wife, I go to work every day, you know, loving what I do. I go on a Monday and I think, yeah, you know, I can't wait to get back at what I was working on last week or something. So definitely uh, fits well kind of with what I studied in school and you really just kind of what I enjoy to do. And I get to do some programming, like I said, and I get to do work on electrical stuff and work with my hands and do some cool traveling, too. You know, I get to do some fun traveling and go different places in the country and go to some cool larger stadiums and venues, too. All right, work aside, what's maybe one or two of some of the major personal highlights you've been able to enjoy and experience since graduating from Dort? My wife and I were in Oskaloosa, so we are, you know, four or four and a half hours away from Sioux County from our family. So it has been challenging. It has been rewarding, you know, kind of being off on our own, doing our own thing and, you know, being away and but still being close where we can still visit family and see family. So that's a great thing, I think, for the two of us and just for our marriage and for even our uh, relationship with the Lord. You know, we've we've gotten connected with a really good church in Pella nearby, which has been really cool, getting connected with some young people and just a small group and things like that. So that's been great for our relationship there, too, and just and even being in the Pella community and being around other Dort folks and stuff, it's been really cool to kind of have that community away from home. The role of athletics changes throughout our lives. What's the role of athletics in your life today? For me, athletics is still present. It's still like to enjoy watching football and watching different sports on, on TV and stuff. So it definitely has changed. You're not going to practice every day and you're not playing in football games and playing the sports actively like you used to. And, you know, at the time, I kind of once thought, you know, what's that going to be like? You know, how am I going to survive without football, right? But uh, it's interesting how that kind of turns as you graduate and you get older and, you you know, you don't really have that same longing you had to play. I mean, you still miss it. You still loved it when you did. But just how, how that changed a little bit, it, it really makes you appreciate that time you had. And, like, I kind of mentioned that with the relationships and stuff. Same way with football. You know, you miss those relationships. You miss that time playing. But you really uh, value those relationships and you value the coaches you had and then the time that they invested in you and just uh, kind of makes you look back and just appreciate those things. 
it's cool how that evolves. You know, you go from being a kid and loving the sport, and then you can play the sport at a high level, and then you grow up, and one day hope your your kids play and get involved in athletics, and you can kind of cheer them on. So, you know, I'm kind of in that middle stage right now where it's kind of just, you know, hanging out, watch watch what's on TV, and kind of think back to, to the good old days. Well, Logan, that's awesome to hear. That's all I have for you, man. I appreciate you taking some time to chat with me. Absolutely. You bet, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate all you do, and yeah, go Defenders. Once again, a big thanks to Loken Vandevecht for joining us here on KDCR and KDCR885.com for Where Are They Now? Made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member. Providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra, and that'll do it for this edition of Where Are They Now? You're listening to KDCR 88.5 FM, your home for Defender Athletics. The KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Let's take a look at the scoring rundown for the defenders. And a thank you again to Christian Zylstra and that Where Are They Now segment with Loken Vandebeck. Always good to hear how some of those graduates are doing post-graduation and what's involved, what, uh, what they're involved in. The defenders scored four field goals to start their scoring. Brett Zachman, a 34-yard field goal after a nine-play, 38-yard drive, three to nothing. Dort, 6:55 left to go in the first quarter. Second quarter, Zachman added a 29-yard field goal, capping a 12-play, 44-yard drive to make it six nothing. Dort, 10:58 left to play in the half. Zachman added a 26-yard field goal with 7:19 left to cap a seven-play, 18-yard drive. Brett Zachman, a 21-yard field goal with 157 left to go in the first half to cap a 10-play, 43-yard drive, making it 12 to nothing. And then Noah Clayberg, a pass completion to Levi Jungling. Zachman, the point after, 19 to nothing defenders, and things really swung in the final two minutes of that half with points. It would seem at a premium today. The defenders add 10 points in those final two minutes of the first half and go from up 9 nothing to up 19 nothing. Offensively, the defenders, 37 rushing attempts, 101 yards, 10 of 14 passing, 130 yards. Total offense, 51 plays, 231 yards for the defenders. For Briarcliff, 22 plays from scrimmage, 3 net yards. They've had 13 rushing plays for negative 13 yards and 4 of 9 passing for 16 yards. For Dort, Levi Sconehoven, 10 carries, 34 yards. Noah Clayberg, 15 carries, 26 yards. Carter Skibout, 7 carries, 19 yards. Reese Schnell, 2 carries for 11 yards. Noah Clayberg, 8 of 8 passing for 93 yards. Caleb Marish, 2 for 5 passing for 37 yards. Levi Jungling, 7 catches for 63 yards. Clayberg, Bosma, and Hevelhorst all with 1 catch apiece for 29-20 and 18 yards. Clayberg, one punt for 38 yards. For the Chargers, Stanton Lee, four carries for 11 yards. He's the only player with positive yardage. And DeAndre Collins-Jones, three of eight passing for 17 yards. Tackles, David Kakmarinski, three solos, a couple of sacks, a couple of tackles for loss. Marcus Whipper, two solos, one assist. Jessup Leakey with two solo tackles. 19 to nothing. The defenders in front. Briarcliff will be receiving the kickoff 
when we start the second half of play. And Kyle Akterhoff, the defenders, a 19-0 lead, and things really changed in those final two, three minutes of the first half and really changed the complexion of this contest. It really did. You know, if, if you look at it from the Briarcliff point of view, you know, they were thinking, hey, 12-0 at halftime. We go into half. We kind of regroup. We can get a couple scores possibly and, and somehow squeak, you know, get back into this game. Uh, but, yeah, with, uh, yeah, really good end of the half time management uh, by the Dort uh, defenders and uh, forcing a, a punt, getting the ball back. Your offense still had plenty of time to work, uh, and they drive it down and get in the end zone. Uh, that was huge. That's uh, that's a momentum changer, you know. Even though you feel like everything's going in Dort's favor, anyhow, um, getting that ball in the end zone at the end of the half was uh, man. That's just a huge play. First possession of the second half will be a huge possession for the Briarcliff Chargers if they have any hopes. I believe of coming back and competing in this contest. They have to. Uh, they've got to sustain a drive at least, and at best. Uh, get a score and start to cut into what uh, turned into a three possession difference at nineteen to nothing. Yeah, and you, and the way Dort has been playing so far defensively and really, Briarcliff has been pretty inept offensively. To say they can get back into this ball game might be a stretch, but you're right; it, they have to get something going this first series, uh, or it's going to be a, a lot of the same thing. 19 to nothing, Dort leading at half. Some other scores from around the conference as we take a look at the Fairway Meat and Grocery scoreboard. Midland leads Doan 17 to nothing. Morningside leads Concordia 42 to 0. Dakota Wesley in a 21 14 winner leader over Jamestown. And Northwestern leads Hastings 37 to 0. That is a look at your scoreboard made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center serving the community since 1991. This is KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll be back with the second half of play right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Earlier today, women's basketball, Dort winners over presentation, 89-43. And the Defender men winners over Ozark Christian, 94-70. And the really challenging portion of the schedule begins this Wednesday night when we get into conference play as the defenders will host Dakota Wesleyan, picked to be among the leaders in both women's and men's basketball this season. So things getting started Wednesday night for the defenders in GPAC play. Zachman kicking off. Briarcliff will take it from right to left. That kick taken at the 10, out to the 15, to the 20. And that's going to be it for the return man for the Chargers. Running it out for the Chargers was Rashad Brown. And it'll be first down and 10 for the Chargers at their own 24-yard line. So Briarcliff with their first return in quite some time. And actually starting at their own 23. And the Dort defense, which has controlled much of the play in the first half today, Comes out onto the field with a 19-0 cushion to work with. Collins-Jones is your quarterback. They hand it off and straight up the middle. Pickup of two or three on the play for Briarcliff's running back. 
And for the Chargers, that is number 19, Stanton Lee. Lee, the running back, gains three on the play. It's going to be second down and seven. Second and seven for the Chargers. Collins Jones, back to pass. He's going to roll right. Pass is complete to the far sideline. Short of the first down by about a yard. It's going to be third down and one. Defended that time by Marcus Whipper on the completion to the far sideline. Yeah, and I think if Whipper uh, would have recognized things a little bit sooner, that that may have been an interception for him. He was there to make the play. Uh, just played the receiver a little bit more than playing the ball, and that uh, that was the difference in it. Third down and one for the Chargers. It's an odd formation. Got a running back about nine yards deep, and they're going to hand it to him. And the ball comes loose. It's down on the ground, and guess who? you guess who picked it up? <laughs> David Kakmarinski. Kakmarinski sheds his blocker, and the defenders come away with a fumble recovery by David Kakmarinski, and the defenders with it first down and 10 inside the Briarcliff 30 and not the start to the second half that you want if you're Briarcliff. No, and they had some things going, you know, that positive positive yards on first down, then a pass completion. They're thinking, hey, we, maybe we got something rolling here, uh, and then they turn the ball over and uh, the Dort offense back on the field. Not sure who was at the point of impact, but it was Kakmarinski who saw the ball on the ground and picks it up. Handoff. The defenders with their backup running back in. That's Michael Sonderman. Sonderman on the carry. Picks up four on the play. It's going to be second down and six at the Briarcliff 24-yard line. So Sonderman in the backfield along with Sconehoven. Sconehoven lining up at the tailback now. Sonderman to the left of Clayberg. Back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg flush from the pocket. Stops, throws. This one's up for grabs, and it's going to be picked off. Underthrown, intended for jungling, and it's taken away by Briar Cliffs. Mark Snorton. Snorton on the interception. That was number 20 who took it away. And a pair of turnovers early by both teams, and Briar Cliff will have it now first down and 10 at their own 14-yard line. Yeah, the, the, the pass play was... Initially not there, uh, probably one that Clayberg just needs to tuck and get as much as possible or throw it away. Um, just too long of developing, and, and Briarcliff had guys dropping into coverage. Collins-Jones hands it off up the middle. And not much there. Short gain on the play for the fullback. Number 44, that's Brian Peters. It'll be second down and eight. Second and eight. Briarcliff has moved a lot of people around offensively and defensively. If these positions on the roster were initially correct heading into the year, he was a linebacker. Now we have movement Um, on the left side, and that's going to go against Briarcliff, I believe. Yeah, they just uh, can't get out of their own way offensively. It seems uh, they get – I mean, even – even just a two-yard gain on first down, it, it, it's almost that's a win for this Briarcliff offense. And, and you take that away, and now you're in a second and 13. Um, yeah, they just keep, keep shooting themselves in the foot. 12-28 left to play, third quarter. Rolling right. Collins-Jones has a man open, and the pass is complete. And out of bounds. 
at the 39-yard line. Jalen Placide on the coverage. Pass completed to Brian Peters. That's a Briarcliff first down at their own 37-yard line. So he's forced out of bounds at the 37. Dort leading 19-0. Collins Jones shifting his H back from the left to the right. That's Gutierrez. Handed off. And that is Peters. Peters up the middle. Gains one or two on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. Yeah, and that last uh, pass completion, uh, getting Collins-Jones on the move, throwing the ball uh, on the run a little bit more. Probably his best thrown ball of the game. Uh, put it on the, on the numbers, and yeah, nice solid play. Second down and nine for the Chargers. They haven't been in Dort territory today, I don't think. Hand off to Peters. Peters to the 40-yard line. Gain of a couple on the play. It's going to set up third down and seven for the Briarcliff 40-yard line. So Briarcliff trying to chip away. Turned it over on their first possession of the second half, but they got the ball back via a Dort turnover. So DeAndre Collins-Jones, a sophomore, trying to engineer this drive for for the Chargers. It's third down and seven. Briar Cliff, man in motion. Back to pass, and it's battered away. Should be incomplete. Pass. Battered away by David Kak Marinsky. It was a forward pass. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Clock stops. Fourth down and seven for the Chargers. They're at their own 40 yard line. And just for them to sustain anything beyond. A couple series of downs. It just appears they're very limited offensively at this point of the season. Yeah, and that was probably a win for them, right? Getting a, getting a couple first downs and, and positive yards. Um, it's the best they've done today, and maybe some things there in that series that they can build off. End over end kick. Kabongo will call for a fair catch. Let's it bounce. Actually, didn't call for a fair catch, and now he's going to let it roll dead. And it'll roll dead back at the defender 10-yard line. That's a 50-yard punt for the Chargers. And that's Robinson with the punt. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 10-yard line. So change of possession, 10-31 left to play. Third quarter, Dort leading 19 to nothing. No Clayberg. Michael Sonderman. Levi Sconehoven in the backfield. Jungling is in the slot. Hubelhorst lined up wide left. It's Tovar, your center. Hand off Sonderman. No, Sonderman, they handed it, gave it instead to Sconehoven. Sconehoven trying to get to the edge. Picks up maybe two on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. So short gain on the play for the defenders. Second down and eight. Clayberg fakes the handoff. He's going to roll right. Linebacker flowing over on the play. Pass is complete to Jungling, and somehow Jungling is able to shed his defensive player just enough and catches the pass. Alexander Johnson there on coverage, and I don't know that he could have defended it much better, Jungling with the pass reception. Right. Uh, 
Clayberg was looking for jungling initially on a on a curl route. I uh, had to reset a little bit, and jungling went upfield. It was pretty decent throw and catch, though. Sonderman with a three-yard pickup on the play. It's going to set up second down and seven. Dort at their own 40-yard line. Clayberg has Sonderman behind him, hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman, the ball carrier, spins and then is stuck at the 45-yard line. It was a Briarcliff defense. They'll stick you if they get a chance, and that time it was Cameron Davenport making the tackle. Short of the first down by a yard, it's going to be third down and one. Yeah, those safeties, they'll come up and hit you. Um, they're not they're not going to shy away from any contact. Handoff Sonderman. Sonderman, the ball carrier, and Sonderman picks up and up for a first down, and the defenders, I would imagine the defenders at this point, you just want to sustain a drive and flip the field back into your favor, if nothing else, and they're very close to doing that here. They've got it first and 10 at their own 49-yard line now. Yeah, and you want to keep the ball on the ground probably and mix it up a little bit. But um. Hand fight between jungling and the defensive player. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. The Briarcliff defensive player, Patrick Gassant, asking for offensive pass interference. Looked like both players were really into each other there, and uh, pass falls incomplete. It's second down and 10. Second and 10, handoff Sonderman. Sonderman, second effort, gets him a yard, maybe two extra yards. And he was stopped initially at the midfield stripe, and they're going to mark him at the Briarcliff 47-yard line. That's a gain of four. It's going to be third down and six. Yeah, like I was mentioning, maybe keep the ball on the ground a little bit, uh, keep that clock moving. You, you still have to throw enough to keep this really good defense kind of on their toes, but uh, shorten this second half if at all possible. Bleed the clock as much as you can. Sonderman the carry. Sonderman picks up three yards on the play. It's going to be fourth down and three. Dort with it at the Briarcliff 44-yard line. And Dort will send the punt team onto the field. Remember that is Noah Clayberg in right. similar situation back in the first half. They were actually deeper in Briarcliff territory. Ran a fake punt and Clayberg completed a pass to Connor Bosma. It's fourth down and three now, and a timeout on the field. Yeah, all kinds of confusion on the on the Briarcliff sideline. Not knowing if they needed their defense on the field, if they wanted to keep uh, the punt return out there. Um, so they had to burn one of their timeouts. Briarcliff down to two timeouts. Dort leading 19-0. 7.44 left to go in the third when we resume play right after this. The defenders are punting. Line of scrimmage is the Briarcliff 44-yard line. Clayberg gets it away. It's a wobbler. It'll take a bounce at the 14-yard line, and the defenders will down it right around the 11. Nathan Cabongo downs it at the 11-yard line, and it'll be first and 10 for the Chargers at their own 11-yard line, trailing 19 to nothing with 7.36 remaining here in the third quarter. Defenders were concluding their season next week when they host Midland. Midland leading Doan this afternoon. Last check, that was 17 to nothing. Defenders trying to make it four wins in a row this season as well. Collins-Jones fakes the pitch, keeps it himself, struggles forward to the 14-yard line, uh, pardon me, to the 16-yard line. 
That's a gain of five on the play. Morozik on the tackle for the defenders. It'll be second down, and we'll call it five. So a gain of five, second and five. Second down and five yards to go. Seven minutes left to play here in the third period. Pitch it over to the fullback. And running out of room very quickly is that fullback for the Chargers, number 44, Brian Peters. Peters, 210-pound senior from Rio Vista, California. And it's going to be third down. Third down, and the clock stops momentarily. Now they'll crank it back in. So Collins-Jones, DeAndre Collins-Jones, the quarterback. They brought in the running back, Brian Peters, and Peters has had some success moving the football. Also had a pass catch. Changing up formations. And now we've got a timeout on the field. Yeah, yeah Briarcliff using another one. I think they're about ready to have a delay a game, so they use a timeout. You know, they haven't been in third and five or, or less very often. Uh, Coach Wagner do everything he can to try to pick up a first down here. Third down and five yards to go. Briarcliff with the football. When we resume play right after this, this is Dort Football on KDCR. 6.31 left to play in the third period. Dort leading. 19-0. Collins-Jones. Shotgun formation. Back to pass. And he's going to run a quarterback keeper straight up the middle. Gives himself up at the 30-yard line. And the Barcliff Chargers pick up a first down. Collins-Jones drew. Uh, pardon me. DeAndre Collins-Jones with the 14-yard pickup. It'll be first and 10 for the Chargers at their own 29. Yeah, and he's he's a... Very good athlete, you know. That's probably part of the game they they have to take advantage of a little bit more often. Get get him on the move. Let him make some plays with his feet. Collins Jones hands it off, and that's the fullback. And again, that fullback Brian Peters starting to have a little success for the Chargers here in the second half. Gains eleven on the play. It's going to be first down and ten for the Chargers at their own forty. Chargers have used up two of their timeouts already. First down and ten for Briarcliff. Back to pass. Collins Jones and overshoots his intended receiver. That was Rashad Brown. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be second down and ten, and they had the play, and he yeah. was he was he had a couple of steps on Connor Bosma. Yeah, just a double move. Um, really a great great time, good call, uh, play call, pulling that out, uh, and he was wide open. He had ten, fifteen yards, and uh, yeah, just couldn't connect on that one. Collins Jones facing second and ten with his Barcliff team. Two receivers set to the right. Running back is Peters. Collins-Jones on the move. Breaks a tackle. And they're going to the 30, to the 25, to the 20. And he is wrapped up and brought down by Placide at the 18-yard line. And the Briarcliff Chargers showing some signs of life. Looks like they have simplified their offense to me. 
and allowing their quarterback, Collins Jones, start making some plays. Yeah, and uh, there was even a mix-up in the backfield. I think the running back went the wrong direction. Um, but, yeah, Collins Jones makes something happen with his feet again. Five minutes left to go in the third period. Dort leading 19-0. Barcliff putting together a drive here. Let's see if the Dort defense can come up with a stop. Running back is to his right. That is Stanton Lee. And a delay a game. And the defenders might be using a timeout, or are they just... No, they're backing up. I okay. think uh, they took the penalty. Yeah, they, they seem to be putting a lot. Uh, to me, it seems like they put a lot on Collins uh, Jones. He, he's constantly looking at his wristband, trying to get the play, and they're doing a little check with me, so they're switching the play, um, using up a lot of the play clock. Back to pass is Collins Jones rolling right, throwing to the end zone, and this is caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Briarcliff. Quentin Murphy on the coverage, unable to knock it loose, and the Chargers are on the board. Faced a couple of third down situations early in the drive, and they converted, and then got a big play by Collins Jones, taking it down into the Dort red zone. And the Chargers are on the board, trailing 19-6 with 4.29 left to play in this third quarter. And what we saw on offense that time by the Chargers, this game, still a lot of time to play. Yeah, they got a a little life back, um, made some big plays there. Uh, Collins Jones, he's got some abilities. Uh, Dort's going to have to regroup defensively, uh, not give up another series like that. Jesus Pena with the uh, kick. And the Chargers have cut the lead from 19-0 down to 19-7. 4.29 left to go, third period. Back with more after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Briarcliff cutting into the Dort lead, trimming it down to 19-7 after that touchdown pass. And for the defenders now, they'll need to answer, obviously, A lot of football left to be played in this one. Dort leading by 12. That pass completion to Rashad Brown for 22 yards. And the chip shot. Sonderman will take it at the 10 to the 15 to the 20. And that's all he'll get. And the Briarcliff Chargers will send their defensive unit onto the field. Dort leading 19-7. to It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 19-yard line. So for the defenders, they will send... Well, back in at running back is Reese Schnell. And I'm starting to wonder if Carter Skibau must be shaken or must be uh, injured or hurt. We have not seen him since the early going of today's game. Clayberg throws underneath for Heuvel Horst. Heuvel Horst tumbling to the ground, makes the grab. That's an eight-yard pickup on the play. It's second down and two. Yeah, and right now having some success with that run-pass option, uh, with as well as, as Briarcliff has been defending the run, you've got to put the ball in the air a little bit. 
Handoff goes to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven, the ball carrier. Schoenhoven moves the pile, picks up about 10 yards on the play. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 37-yard line. And for Dort, leading 19-7 now after Briarcliff scores, need to come up with an answer of some sort after Briarcliff sustaining that last drive. Noah Clayberg has got Schnell behind him. Schoenhoven to his right. Clayberg's going to roll left. Pass is complete to jungling over the middle. He's to the 40, to the 30, to the 25-20. Has a man coming up from behind him, and he'll cover up and take it down to the five-yard line, and Dort will have it. First down and goal to go inside the five, and jungling that time. Once he sensed the defense or the defenders were there, covered that ball up with two hands and made sure that his team was going to have a couple of cracks at the end zone inside the five-yard line. Yeah, and those are always dangerous. That uh, DB coming from behind, they can punch, they can swipe, and, and cause a lot of turnovers there. And Good job by jungling, just taking care of the ball. First down and goal to go at the four. Noah Clayberg on the carry, and there you see... The H-back, Warner, trying to get up behind Warner and give him an extra shove. 3-12 remaining. Third quarter, Dort leading 19-7. Positive yardage for Clayberg down to the two-yard line. So a gain of two. Everything's been in two- and three-yard chunks when Dort has gotten positive yardage today. Second down and goal to go. Man in motion. Handoff, Schoenhoven walks into the end zone. Touchdown for the senior from Hospers, Iowa, and the defenders are on the board again here in the second half, 25-7. to Huge answer right there, Mike, uh, coming back with a nice solid drive. Obviously the big pass play, uh, but finishing that drive in the end zone to, to get that seven points back, is, uh, yeah, that was huge because Briar Cliff had a, little, had a little life on the sideline, and you answer, take a little bit of the wind out of their sails. Ninth touchdown of the season for Schoenhoven, rushing. Snap is down, kick is up by Zachman, and the kick is good. And the defenders retake a 19-point lead with 2.47 left to go in the third period. 26-7, Dort in front. Back with more after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. 2.47 left to play in the third period. Dort leading 26-7. Zachman kicking off. With the defenders back in the driver's seat up 19 and feeling a little more comfortable again after Briar Cliff had sustained a drive. Dort puts together a sustained drive as well, highlighted by pass completion to Levi Jungling to down inside the five-yard line. Rashad Brown up the sideline, though, and here he's to the 50, to the 40, to the 35, and a ton of holds on those on that return, and I don't know if it's just so obvious from up in the press box, especially when the team is running towards the sideline, but yeah. uh, no flags on the play, and it'll be first and 10 for the Chargers at the 35-yard line. Yeah, it seemed like he was running right at us, Mike, and it did look like they're, they got away with a few. And I, There's probably holding on every offensive play and on every return, but it, it looked pretty obvious there. Uh, Again, a momentum swings right here so far this second half. Barcliffe with the score. Dort comes back with the score, getting a little back, and now a big kick return. Collins-Jones back to pass. Pass over the middle is complete to Brown. And Rashad Brown has become the favorite target for Collins-Jones. 
came into the game with 29 catches. He has added that total here this afternoon with another five receptions, so 34 for the year. Typically not a big play receiver, averaging 8.7 yards per catch, but very effective in moving the sticks. It's first and 10 for the Chargers at the Dort 21-yard line. Collins-Jones pitches to Stanton Lee, now back to Jones, and now they're calling it incomplete. Well, that should have been a backward pass. (laughs) Because <laughs> I believe Collins Jones was going to throw it again once he got the ball back. Um, little little trickeration there hmm. by Briarcliff, and uh, I, I guess this officiating crew is just going to say, "Well, let, let's just wipe it all yeah. off, do overplay, call it a forward Second pass," half. and that's the simplest thing to do. So they're back at the line of scrimmage at the twenty-one. First down and ten for the Chargers at the twenty-one yard line. Collins-Jones, pass incomplete, and his receiver wasn't looking for the pass. Intended for Kobe Johnson. That'll bring up third down and 10. Dort leading 26-7 with 2.05 left to play in the third period. Third down and 10. Football at the 21. I guess the Chargers are in four-down territory here. I would be shocked if they would settle for a field goal try. Obviously, unless you have a play for negative yardage here, but that might take him out of field goal position as well. Collins-Jones back to pass. Under pressure, batted down by Kak Marinsky. Pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down and ten. And David Kak Marinsky has gotten his hand on a lot of pass attempts this afternoon, dating back to the first half already when he very nearly picked off a pass. It's going to be fourth down and 10, and the Chargers lead the offense on the field with 2.02 left to play in the third quarter. Yeah, and those plays being made by Kak Marinsky, very athletic, obviously, but also just being a smart football player, understanding what Briarcliff is doing in their pass game and where Collins-Jones wants to go with the ball. Back to pass, throws it to the end zone, no one in particular, and Bosma makes the interception in the end zone. And the Dort defenders will have it back. First down and 10 at their own 20-yard line on the touchback. So Connor Bosma on the interception. That's his fourth of the year. And Dort, the defense, comes up with a stop after the great return by Briar Cliff. And now the defenders can almost put this away with a sustained drive or a score, leading 26-7 with 156 left to play in the third period. Yeah, and a nice job by Bosma just uh, keeping his shoulders square and playing a little center field. Nice, easy catch for the, the interception. There was nobody in the vicinity for the Briarcliff Chargers. Handoff to Sconehoven. Sconehoven picks up one on the play. Sconehoven entered with just under 900 yards of rushing this season. You know, I doubt that he's going to get to 1,000 today. He's got 48 or probably 50 now after that carry. Needs 103 to get to 1,000 today. Rolling right is Clayberg. Clayberg in trouble. Noah scrambling, and he's going to run out of bounds. Picks up a yard or two on the play. It's going to be second down, uh, pardon me, third down now and long. And the secondary for Briarcliff must be pretty, pretty stout as well because 
we have seen that several times where Clayberg has scrambled and just doesn't have anyone open downfield. Right. Yeah, and uh, they take away that initial throw. I, you know, Noah was looking downfield and felt like he had jungling, but yeah, it wasn't. Didn't have separation. Wasn't open, so he had to tuck it and try to make something happen with his feet. Third down and seven. Five seconds on the play clock. Clayberg's going to roll left. Has protection. Pass is incomplete in and out of the hands of Levi Jungling over on the Briarcliff sideline. And with 40 seconds left to play in the third quarter, the defenders are going to be forced to punt. And this is much more of the type of game that I anticipated coming into today. Dort getting up 19 to nothing. That was a very pleasant surprise. Right. And, and again, going back to what we had talked about before, that, that score uh, – at the end of the half, you know, it was just a huge play, a huge score uh, going up 19. Yard of, the uh, line of scrimmage is the 23. Clayberg will punt. A line drive punt taken at the 45-yard line. And great open field tackle that time by Connor Bosma. Bosma able to uh, take the kick return. Jalen Cook, the kick returner down. Jalen Cook. And the defenders will send the defense back onto the field. And uh, that had the makings of had a wall set up, and Bosma wrecks that play. Yep, and, uh, you know, you've you got to have somebody with really good speed if you're going to run a wall return. Otherwise, uh, they're much better off just getting straight up the field. Uh, but going sideways, Bosma makes a nice open field tackle. First and 10 for the Chargers at their own 43-yard line, trailing 26-7. Fake the handoff, rolling right, pass is complete. Down the field, eight yards on the pass completion to Brown. So Rashad Brown, pass completion out to the 50, and actually beyond the 50 to the Dort 48-yard line. And with 20 seconds left to play in the third quarter, Briarcliff will run at least one more play. Collins-Jones. Three down linemen for the defenders. Hands it off. And still on his feet, the ball carrier. And the ball Ball might have come out at the end. Ball carrier was Stanton Lee, and the defenders come up with it. The Dort defense forces another turnover. So the Dort University defenders force another turnover. And with two seconds left to go in the third... The defenders very opportunistic defensively here in the second half. Well, yeah, and this Briarcliff offense is getting a little bit of a rhythm. They're getting Collins-Jones comfortable in their offensive scheme. He's making some good throws. They're running the ball a little bit more efficiently. Uh, They just can't uh, take care of the ball. And credit the Dort defense causing that turnover with a good solid hit. First down and 10 for the defenders at their own 39-yard line. Clayberg's going to pitch it over to Sconehoven. Sconehoven lowers his head, picks up three on the play. That's the last play of the third quarter of action. Our score after three, Dort 26, Briarcliff 7. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Noah Clayberg looks like a design keeper as he... Drops back to pass and then sprints up the middle. Gain of 18 on the play. And the defenders will have it first and 10 at the Briarcliff 44-yard line. 
there you have a quarterback draw uh, with the success now that Dort has had throwing the ball. It opens up plays like that. The defenders staying on the ground, and now you're going to look at them to really try to bleed the clock if they can. Now the challenge there is Briarcliff's defense has been pretty good against the run, not only today but all season long. That's a gain of five, though, on the play. It's going to be second down and five. Well, the thing that the good thing is that with what Dort has done throwing the ball today, they've been very efficient, keeping uh, possession by completing passes as well. Gain of three on the play as the defenders keep it on the ground. Dort with it. And carry by Schnell. So Schnell has gotten more carries today than normal. Gain and sets up third down and two now for the defenders at the Briarcliff. 36-yard line. Defenders leading 26-7. Fake the handoff. Clayberg keeps it himself, runs into his own linesman, bounces off of him, and gains four on the play. And it'll be a first down for the defenders at the Briarcliff 32-yard line. Fairway Meat and Grocery scoreboard after three periods around the G-Pack. Midland leads Doan now 24 to nothing. Morningside leads Concordia 52-7. Dakota Wesleyan and Jamestown, that's still tight. 21-14, Dakota Wesleyan leads. And Northwestern, I don't have the score on that. We'll get that in just a moment. Pass intended for Levi Jungling at the goal line incomplete. A couple of Briarcliff defensive players back there. And sets up second down and 10. Yeah, you know, running a little play action, hoping to draw the safeties up a little bit, but they did a nice job of uh, reading their keys and staying deep. Uh, both the corner and the safety had to play on the ball, and uh, really fortunate that that was incomplete. Northwestern leads Hastings 44-10, to and that's a look at your fairway meat and grocery in Sioux Center scoreboard. Handoff, Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven runs over one would-be tackler, picks up five on the play. It's going to be second down and five. So second down and five. The defenders in the driver's seat. Great position to be in, leading 26-7 to seven here early in the fourth quarter. Dort's offense has controlled the ball a tremendous amount of time. Briarcliff, other than that scoring drive, really hasn't had a sustained drive. Third down and five. Go ahead. Yeah, and are we looking at a four-down situation? Um, guess not. We're throwing the ball. And intended for jungling, and I don't think that was a catchable pass. It's no. towards the sideline. It's going to be fourth down and five now for the defenders. At the 27, <laughs> this would be a 43-yard field goal attempt for Brett Zachman, and it appears that is exactly what the defenders are going to do here. Well, he's been kicking the ball really well. Been super accurate the last couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, give him an opportunity to take a little bit of a longer shot. 43-yard field goal attempt by Zachman. 12.37 remaining. That's left to go in the contest. Tyler Reynolds holding. Snap is down. Kick is up. It has the distance. And it's good. Zachman oh. with his fifth field goal makes it 29-7. to and the defenders don't get the six or seven they wanted, but they settle for three, and it extends it to a 22-point lead at 29-7. to seven. Well, that's, that's really a luxury, you know, when you have a kicker that's just been hot like uh, 
we've had here and, and putting points on the board. You know, you don't have to always score them six at a time with touchdowns, but, uh, you know, you just keep adding to your lead, and that makes it tough for that uh, Briarcliff offense to try to come back. That is a new season and career long for Zachman. So Zachman now 5-of-5 five five on field goals, 2-for-2 two two on point after tries, and the defenders lead at 29 to seven. Taking a look at some of the numbers thus far. Levi Sconehoven leading Dort on the ground. 17 carries, 61 yards. Clayberg, 11 of 16 through the air for 185 yards. Jungling nine catches for 147 yards this afternoon and one touchdown. For Briar Cliff so far, Rashad Brown, three carries for 39 yards. And he also has six catches for 14.3 yards per catch. So Zachman kicking off with the, the defenders leading 29-7. to seven. Zachman, line drive kick, and that will drive Brown back to the one-yard line. He runs it out to the 5, to the 10, running east and west. Picks a seam and now is swung down at the 26-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Chargers at their own 26-yard line. So Briarcliff University with it, trailing by 22. And starting to run out of time if you're Briarcliff, you've got to be almost perfect on offense. You still have some time, but you need, you need to be perfect on offense, and your defense has to make stops. Right, and you can't uh, turn the ball over when you have scoring opportunities like they did on the last series. Collins-Jones, the quarterback, back to pass. Pass is complete. Short gain on the put play, Kobe Johnson. On the reception, I believe that's Bosma on the tackle. Gain of six on the play, it's going to be second and four. Barcliff also, I don't know if this will be a factor, but they're also down to just one timeout remaining, and they will not have the luxury of that as they try to make this comeback. A lot of, you, you have that when you have people changing positions, but to Barcliff, they are very reliant on that wristband with the plays on them. This is Peters. Peters the running back, and Peters, short gain on the play, maybe picks up two or three. It's going to be third down. Well, what you do with, the, with having the wristband is you, you hopefully simplify it. You look down, you get the play, you can run it. it, it seems, I don't know if they have a lot on there. It seems like they're searching a lot uh, because you have every player on the field uh, looking at the wristband and studying it, um, especially Collins Jones at the quarterback position. He he needs to get everybody set, and it seems like that's all on the wristband for him uh, to get a play a play run. Third down and two, pass thrown incomplete, and I think someone missed an assignment there. And uh, that, that's what you're talking about. You're trying to get everybody on the same page. Everyone has to see the same thing. And that pass falls incomplete. It's going to be fourth down and two. And I always jokingly say in athletics, you don't want people stopping and having to figure out what the square root is. They, well, they've exactly. got to go out and they got to pull, you give them the schematic and then you let them go play. Exactly. You know, you, you try to keep it simple. You know, the old kiss sim, uh, idea of keep it simple, stupid. Um, because, yeah, you don't want guys thinking the whole paralysis by analysis thing happens too often in sport. 
Nathan Cabango, fair catch called for at the 32-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 32. Defenders leading 29-7, and the defenders closing in on their seventh win of the season, trying to make it 6-2 and two in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. And so far, I wouldn't say a flashy performance, but a very solid performance by the defenders thus far. And with 10.54 remaining, you just want to close it out well. Yeah, just very workmanlike, doing, doing what... Uh has gotten you here. Run the ball, a little play-action pass, um, and, and, yeah, keeping it simple. Dort with the football, handoff. Short gain on the play for the running back. Didn't see who they gave it to that time. I was checking total yardage for Briarcliff up to this point. That was Levi Sconehoven picking up a couple. For Briarcliff, they have now gained 172 yards on 46 plays. Defenders with just over 400 yards of total offense. Back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg pass for Jungling in and out of the hands of Levi Jungling. Won't see that very often as the pass falls incomplete. Gassant on the coverage. It'll be third down. Yeah, and really well-thrown ball by Clayberg, and you don't see that happen very often, like you said, Mike. Uh, Jungling usually very sure-handed. Usually he makes the we get we've gotten so spoiled in seeing him make those incredible circus catches that when he drops one like that you're shocked. Fourth, uh, third down, I should say. Screen pass complete to Sconehoven. Has a wall. He's to the 30, uh, 45, 50, and brought down at the 50 yard line. Nice play call that time by the defenders. Perfect time for it. And you kind of hold that one in your back pocket until you need it, and they needed it there, and they pick up 15 yards for a first down. Yeah, and you, it, taking away a little bit of that aggressiveness by uh, the Briarcliff defense. They love to get after the passer, so, um, you know, slide in a little bit of a screenplay there. First and 10 for the defenders at the midfield stripe. Rolling right is Clayberg. Clayberg throws over the top for Heuvelhorst, but he's out of bounds, incomplete. Also, number 25, Carter Skibout back on the field. So glad to see Carter back out on the field. I was concerned that he might be uh, injured, but uh, he came in for that play. And now checks back out. Reese Schnell is your running back. Second down and 10, Heuvelhorst ran out of real estate on the sideline. Clayberg takes the handoff. He's going to roll right. Tucks it away. Now he's beyond the line of scrimmage. He's got a 10-yard pickup, 13-yard gain on the play for Noah Clayberg. And once he made the decision to go, once he got to the line of scrimmage, suddenly had that 5-yard gain on the play very easily and then picks up a first down in the process all the way down to the 39-yard line. Yeah, what makes him dangerous in that situation is he did keep his eyes downfield. He didn't tuck it too soon. He waited to the last minute. Uh, but when he made the decision, he went. Levi Sconehoven, the ball carrier, and Levi Sconehoven to the 25-yard line. That's a gain of 15 on the play for the defenders. And Ort leading 29-7, to trying to put it away here. 9.22 remaining. Sconehoven will check out of the ballgame. Skibot will check in. And Sconehoven, every running back for that matter, for the defenders today, they have earned what they have gotten. He and Clayberg haven't had the big plays. This is Schnell. Schnell. Oh, pardon me. Skibout on the carry. Skibout, short gain on the play. It's going to be second down. Gain six on the play, so it's second and four. Offensive line really starting to take, really starting to control the line. Handoff, Skibout, Skibout. 
Tucks in behind, center and right guard. Looks like he's close to a first down. For Schemout, that's his eighth and ninth carries. So Schoenhoven at 63 yards. And Noah Clayberg barking signals, hands it off, Schoenhoven, Schoenhoven the ball carrier in Schoenhoven, a first down, and the defenders have it now first down and 10 at the 13-yard line. Yeah, and you're seeing some of that uh, cumulative effect, right? You have your offensive lineman just constantly pounding on, on this uh, defensive front for Briarcliff, and yeah, and uh, you've loosened them up, uh, throwing a little bit of the pass game in there. Uh, probably keep the safeties off of the run game a little bit. Yeah, and now you're having some success just running the ball at them. 29-7, Dort leads. It'll be first and 10 to go for the defenders at the 14-yard line. And the Briarcliff Chargers have called the timeout, and they'll try to regroup. Back with more after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5, 808 remaining in the fourth quarter. Dort leading. 29-7. Briarcliff uses their final timeout. Noah Clayberg's going to roll right. Designed run for Clayberg. And he's down near the goal line. Did it get in? Looking towards the line judge. No indication. And it'll be a Dort first down, though. Gain of 12, I think. Right. First and goal, what, at the two? First and goal to go for the defenders. Noah Clayberg It's going to have around 300 yards of total offense. By the time today is finished, Clayberg hands it off to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven, he stood up. Nothing there for Levi. It's going to be second down and goal to go. Now if you're Dort, take your time. Right. Bleed the clock. The way your field, the way your kicker's been kicking too, you've got that in your hip pocket too if you need it. A little bit of movement. No flags. Dort looks to the sideline now for the play. 20 seconds on the play clock. Clayberg has Schoenhoven behind him. Going to run option. Pitches it. And Schnell. Nothing there for Reese Schnell. Schnell forced out of bounds. It'll be third down. Yeah, this Briarcliff defense, they just they do such a good job of defending the perimeter run. Uh, there's been a few, you know, and it's both mostly been uh, maybe a little bit of an ad lib by uh, Clayberg, uh, but design outside run just hasn't been there today. Third down and goal to go. Football still at the two-yard line. Schoenhoven behind Clayberg. Send a man in motion. Fake the handoff, now reverse, and I think Jungling's going to win the race that time. He's racing to the corner. Touchdown. Levi Jungling, and that's where Dort has been waiting. He used yeah. a little misdirection, and they get a two-yard touchdown run for Levi Jungling. Yeah, Coach Benner had that one in his hip pocket, waiting to waiting to call it at the right time, and he pulled it out really at the perfect time in the game to get uh, Jungling in the end zone on a rushing touchdown. Third down and goal to go, and they get the touchdown. Now it's a point after try for Zachman. Zachman trying to make it a 36-7. Score. 6.39 remaining. Snap is down. Kick is up. And the kick is through. And the defenders lead 
36-7. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this. End of our end kick taken by Braun at the three-yard line. He's to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, hesitates, and is tackled at about the 20-yard line, and that is where Briarcliff will start first down and 10. Scoreboard check. I think we have some finals beginning to come in. It is Northwestern over Hastings, 44-17. Let's look at the scoreboard made possible by Sioux Center Fairway. So 44-17, Northwestern over Hastings, a final. Morningside over Concordia, 52-7, a final. Still playing, Midland leads Doan, 31-7. Dakota Wesleyan leads Jamestown, 34-14 now. Collins-Jones with the carry, and he takes a lot of punishment for that eight-yard pickup on the play. It's going to be second down and two. Second and two, Kakmarinski on the tackle. And as you look at the GPAC standings, that matchup we all anticipated could happen. Well, they've gotten there. Morningside and Northwestern both unbeaten. They'll play for the conference title next week in Orange City. Dort trying to go to 6-2. and two. Move into third place by themselves here this afternoon if they indeed hang on to win. They lead it. 36-7, obviously in a great position. Pass intended for Brown on the far side. Pass falls incomplete. Coverage by the defenders, Braden Farr. It's going to be third down and two. Yeah, and defensively, just want to keep things in front of you here, not give up a big play. Um, important third, third down. Hopefully get off the field, get the ball back into your offense's hands. Third down and two. 5.47 left to go. A little bit of confusion on the Dort defense. They get the linebackers aligned. Hand off to Peters. Peters, did he get there with a second effort? And it looks like a first down for the Chargers. So the Chargers will move the sticks. First down and 10 for the Chargers at the 31-yard line. So what started, we had some close games heading into play, heading into the second half, but things really opened up, and looks like Jamestown is going to fall to 1-7. Dakota Wesleyan is going to get their first win of the conference season. Under pressure and nothing there for Collins-Jones. Three defenders there. Leakey was there. Also there, Josh Morozik, I believe. And number 50, I believe that's Buchelman. Buchelman on the tackle. So three players making the sack of yeah. Collins-Jones. It's going to be second down and long. Yeah, he just did not have any opportunity to look downfield. No time. Uh, great pressure designed by uh, Dort defense there. Second down and 15. Collins-Jones rolling right, pass underneath, is complete. Positive yardage for the Chargers. And Gutierrez on the reception for Briarcliff. Gain of, well, makes it a third down and seven. So a gain of eight. Third down and seven, 4.15 and counting. Defenders trying to match their win total from last year. 
when they also went 7-3. and Morazic on the blitz. Pass is intercepted, and there he goes. David Kakmarinski, the pick six, fitting in to the day for the, senior, uh, the junior from Pella. The defensive end reads the screen perfectly. And David Kakmarinski with the pick six, and the defenders with a 42-7 lead as the defensive lineman, his yeah. first interception of the season. Well, he'd been close several times today, and he finally got that interception and brought it to the house. 42-7, pending the point after try. Zachman trying to make it 43-7. And it's been very workmanlike for the defenders today. Looking up at the board, shocking to see that 43 points because it just hasn't felt like it today, but... The defenders leading 43-7 after the point after. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Let's take another break. We'll be back right after this. 3.58 left to play in regulation. Dort leading 43-7. If not for that one sustained drive by Briarcliff, Dort's sitting on a potential shutout. Instead, Briarcliff did have that one sustained drive, and uh, Dort leads, though, by 36, and... Well, it was what twenty six to seven. No, it was nineteen to seven, and we looked at each other as if to say, eh, "This could get tight." And then, and uh, since then, Dort's responded with twenty four unanswered points. Yeah, you felt a little nervousness amongst the crowd, and uh, we were feeling it up here. But yeah, since that moment, uh, Dort's kind of poured it on, and yeah, another outstanding play by Kak Marinsky to get another score on the board. Brown will take this at the two-yard line, to the five, to the ten, to the fifteen, to the twenty. Has a little seam, and now we've got a flag on the play. This one's going to come back as well as Brown is dragged down at the thirty-yard line. And with three fifty-one left to play, it's really all academic at this point. Dort leading forty-three to seven. The flag resting at about the twenty-one-yard line. And if this is a hold or a block in the back, it's going to be ten yards back from the spot of the foul. Yeah, and Collins-Jones was a little bit uh, gimpy following the, the interception return, so I don't know if he got rolled up on or what happened, but I'd be surprised to see him back in the game here. Well, be surprised because he is out there. Wow. I'd, I'd, Tough kid. You know, you've you know, got to give – if they have one positive, you know, it's at that quarterback position. They have somebody they can build around. Uh, there's just not enough weapons to go with him. First and ten for the Chargers, 351 remaining. Briarcliff trailing 43-7. to And the defenders, looks like a mix of first and second string out there for the defenders. Pitch over to Peters. Peters, Morozik on the tackle. And Morozik, a six-yard loss on the play for Peters. And it's going to be second down and long for the Chargers. And uh, the Chargers, looks to me like... They would just as soon let this one wind out and uh, be finished. The defenders so far, over 460 yards of offense to 186 for Briarcliff. Briarcliff, loss of six, second down and long. Hand off Peters. Peters bounces off of one tackle and second effort gets him back to the line of scrimmage and that's it. It's going to be third down and long. Third down and long. 
Buchelman is in the game. Ostenink checks out. Also checking out for the defenders, Sam Andrews. Luke DeSottle, linebacker, creeping up on the right side. 2.44 remaining. Briarcliff is going to fall back to 500 with a loss here this afternoon. Screen pass over to Peters. Peters to the 10, to the 15, and forced out of bounds. Short of the first down by five yards. He's forced out of bounds at the 19. And with 2.31 left to play, Briarcliff will be forced to punt. Yeah, just a nice, easy pass play, and I, I think they just want to keep that clock running. Um, didn't want to throw the ball downfield. They're going to run off as much as possible and, and hope that uh, Dort goes to a victory formation, I think. Change of possession, obviously you'll have the clock stoppage then, but uh, after that, Dort can take victory formation. Briarcliff is out of timeouts, and obviously at this point they're not uh, – they have no intention of stopping the clock. And what do we have? A delay a game? Delay a game. <laughs> so it's going to be fourth down and ten. It's been hard work for Briarcliff this afternoon. Yeah. We talked about it being hard work for Dort, but it has been hard work for the Chargers this afternoon. Other than that one sustained drive, it's been pretty tough going. Yeah, they just haven't been able to get anything consistently going. and Just when we thought uh, Collins-Jones was getting in a rhythm there with the, the nice uh, scoring drive, they just haven't been able to get anything going since. Punt goes out of bounds. The defenders will send the offense onto the, onto the field. So with the wins today, Morningside Northwestern 8-0 in the conference, 9-0 overall. Dort six and two. They're seven and three overall. Briarcliff will slip back to four and four and five and five. So Midland and Dort will play for third place next week. Plays out the way you would like, I guess, in terms of the conference standings. The defenders not going to take victory formation with one fifty four remaining. Tyler Reynolds is going to hand it off to Sonderman. Sonderman straight ahead now spins away from the ta- from the scrum. He's to the twenty to the fifteen and forced out of bounds. At the six-yard line. So Sonderman picks up a first down. And it'll be first and ten for the defenders. Beg your pardon, first and goal for the defenders at the six-yard line. Clock has stopped. So Reynolds up to the line of scrimmage. Sonderman spun away from the scrum of tacklers. And he's going to get very near the end zone. He stops shy of the goal line. It'll be second down and goal to go now with 1.30 remaining. 125 and counting. 27 on the play clock. Nick now will get it victory formation. Yeah. Tyler Reynolds, now you've got everyone surrounding Reynolds, and the math works out. Dort runs a play here with about a minute left. Then you take one more snap, and that's the ball game. Reynolds will take a knee. And now they'll have to snap it one more time. 
Cubs at some point when the clock, the game clock is under 40. Well, the defenders, <laughs> as we said, it's going to be Morningside and Northwestern playing for first next Saturday. It'll be Dort and Midland playing for third. And uh, third place finish in the GPAC. Still hoping to crack the top 25 of the ratings. And uh, still a lot to play for yet in this final week coming up for Dort. Yeah, and like we we mentioned, you know, pregame, how you finish. You know, you want to get that last win of the season, and uh, not a lot of time, not a lot of teams get that. You know, so you want to put a win on the board and and uh, finish strong. Uh, and a great opportunity, uh, a challenge. You know, you got a good team coming to your place next weekend, and and hopefully end end the season right. Well, that is going to do it for the play-by-play portion of our broadcast. We'll be back with the Wireless World post-game wrap, and I'm going to warn you it's going to be a short one because we've got volleyball yet to be played yet this evening. <laughs> a lot going on. A lot going on this time of the year. So, But the Wireless World post-game wrap comes up right after this. Dort defeats Briarcliff by a final score of 43-7. to Let's check in now with the Wireless World post-game wrap. The defenders victorious today over Briarcliff by a final score of 43-7. to The defenders led 19-0 at halftime. They had three field goals, uh, pardon me, four field goals and a touchdown late. And they're getting a touchdown late in the first half. That really swung the momentum to the defenders. And then Briarcliff actually made it a 19-7 ball game. Dort answered immediately with a touchdown pass. I believe it was to, well, Levi Jungling made a touch, made a catch down inside the five. Dort muscled it in, answering with that touchdown score, then forced a couple of turnovers in the fourth quarter. And after that, it was just a matter of uh, the defenders taking care of business. And uh, not a lot of flash, not a lot of big plays, but at the end of it all, a a very solid win today. Yeah, solid win. You don't have anybody with, you know, gaudy rushing numbers for uh, that you're used to with this Dort offense. Uh, But probably Noah's best game throwing the ball, uh, 12 of 19, and uh, really getting jungling involved with nine receptions and uh, almost 150 yards. Uh, but then uh, you got to look at the other side of the ball where they just played so well all game long. Uh, Kak Marinsky, if, if he's not the conference player of the game, somebody else has done something amazing because he had an, uh, an outstanding ball game again today. The defenders come away with a victory, 43-7. to You talked about not gaudy numbers, but solid. You had Levi Skolenhoven, 21 carries for 80 yards. Noah Clayberg, 21 carries for 70 yards. Michael Sonderman, 8 for 59. Carter Skibot, 9 for 28. All total, Dort, 69 rushes, 264 yards against a very good Briarcliff defense. Well, exactly, and... and they didn't. They don't give up many yards rushing, and and uh, and that's Dort's game. So uh, and their strength is in the offensive line and getting a lot of guys involved in the rush game. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a solid ball game all the way around for the Dort defenders. Two hundred and thirty-seven yards of passing offense for the defenders today. Noah Clayberg, twelve of nineteen passing, two hundred yards. Levi Jungling, nine catches, one hundred and forty-seven yards. Ben Hubelhorst, two for twenty-six. Noah Claybergen, Connor Bosma, one and twenty one catch each, twenty-nine and twenty yards respectively. So the defenders now seven and three, 
And uh, seven and three overall, six and two in the conference. They'll try to finish it off next week against a very good Midland team and try to sew up at least third place in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Kyle, been a pleasure again. We'll do yep. it again next week. Looking forward to it. Wrap things up. Hopefully we can have some warm weather for you to wrap things <laughs> up. I, sure. I know how you love the cold, but uh, right. we will, uh, we'll be back here. One o'clock kickoff next week, Dort versus Midland, to conclude the 2019 football season. For KDCR Sports, I'm Mike Biker. Good afternoon.